the big movie coming out on may 24th is aladdin the remake <laughs> yeah and this can suck my monkey <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. This episode of Sincast is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema streaming exceptional films from around the globe. Each day, Mubi introduces a new gem and you have one month to watch it. From cult classics to acclaimed masterpieces, every film is hand-selected by experts. Try Mubi free for 30 days at mubi.com slash cinemasins. That's mubi.com slash cinemasins for your extended free trial. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Yowza! Mm-hmm. And from music video sins, Barrett Share. Howdy doody. Yes. Ooh. It's howdy doody time. <laughs> Didn't even um, pronounce that all the way. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing a summer preview That's today. That's right, baby. No, I don't need a Pokemon. What about a world-class detective? You ain't never had a friend like me. What is it with you and Spider-Man? What, he looks out for the neighborhood, has a dope suit, and I really respect him. Sup, dickwad? Anybody accidentally kills anybody in a fight, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter can't wait all the movies that are coming out from may to august not counting Endgame. <laughs> yes in game as uh as we're talking here uh will have come out mm-hmm. and uh everybody will have seen it and it will have already made a billion dollars worldwide yes. probably yes. what i don't think i ever ask you about this but what what do you estimate and i can cut this if it's if it's wildly off, oh but- uh <laughs> I can give you a I can give you an estimate based on what Star Wars uh The Force Awakens made. Okay. Um You mean total estimate? Like no, uh, for uh, for this weekend. Oh, then I would say 280 million dollars. It's it's definitely <sighs> wow, going to be lot. it's going to beat Force Awakens. And that's number 1 for first weekend, right? Yes. Um Force Awakens on opening weekend made 247 million uh domestically. Mm-hmm. Uh this one will make more than that. Because they're already they're already getting theaters theaters are already deciding to open up for twenty four hours yeah. for those. four days. Straight. Oh, are they? Yes. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, and with the with the easy you know uh, touch system that you have now, where it's like, oh, that theater's open. You just put an Avengers in game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so that it's going to happen. It's going to beat it. Um, and uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it made three hundred million domestic. Yep uh this weekend if it makes more than that i wouldn't be (laughs) i'm going to see it twice this weekend yeah well and and so is so is a lot of people (laughs) and uh and so yeah i think it will i think it will hit 300 million if it doesn't it's going to be like what jeremy says it'll be 280 somewhere around there uh and then worldwide i i think it has a real chance if it's i, I don't know is it all coming out on the same day or is it has it already come out oh, in some... a lot of marvel movies come out in the uk ahead of us uh, oh yeah but maybe. i think we would have heard all weekend if it, it opened somewhere else. i think so too yeah. i think i think we would have heard that it had come out um uh right now box office mojo doesn't have uh any uh foreign box office for this so i'm assuming that everybody's basically getting it at the same time I think it has a chance of possibly even getting close to a billion 
uh, over the weekend. Worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're excited, right? I was talking you know to Chris. What? I'm like super excited this about this. This is the most excited I've ever been for an MCU movie. Me too. And it's both because I think I'm going to enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the things that hold me back from loving an MCU movie are not going to be hangups in this movie. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And um, so that excites me. Um, I, I'm kind of feeling good about a couple of my predictions. Oh, yeah. And, we'll, you know, of course, this is now airing after the films come out. So feel free to leave a comment telling me how wrong I was. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I think it's going to have a lot of surprises. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just for just for reference sake, Infinity War made close to $700 million on its opening weekend. Holy shit, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, because it made uh, its, its weekend gross for the uh, first weekend was $382 million across the other territories. Uh-huh. And it made... Um, well, actually, hold on. Was oh, opening week was two hundred fifty-seven. So actually, Infinity War has the record. It's oh, by, wow. 10, by ten million. Uh, so it 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 made it made more than I said it did. It made uh, six forty six forty six fifty somewhere wow. around there. Six. So it's uh, it may not hit a billion. That's a that's a huge jump yeah. from one movie to and one year to the next. But I think it'll get into the seven to eight hundred million easily. That's wild. Well, uh, it's gonna be cray cray. God bless them. I mean, they they played this as perfectly as he could ever plan a, a movie series. Right? Well, and what's interesting to me is, like, I wonder how long it's gonna be before anyone trying to copy what they've done actually comes close. Yeah, because the early efforts not coming so close, and they just they just had a plan and stuck to it. And I think it's paying off. And had the right people in charge, too. Yeah, I think it's paying off in quality of film. I think it's paying off in fans loving it and fan service. And it's obviously paying off at the bank. Yeah, so, yeah. God bless them. More power to them. So uh, Avengers will still be crushing it on May 3rd. But here are some movies that are coming up. Yeah. <laughs> um, it looks like maybe the biggest one on May 3rd is Longshot, the Charlize Theron, Seth Rogen movie, mm-hmm. where he's, it's basically knocked up without the knocked up, right? Yeah, he's like Kinda. a speechwriter for her or a screenwriter. Yeah, he, 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 she used to babysit him and she hires him to be a speechwriter because she remember she feels like he knows her or mm. something like that. And then he says, "Well, we need to get to know each other," and it becomes kind of like dates when they're when they're go- when they're going around and just talking about stuff. And um, I like these two people a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and it looks funny. Mm-hmm. I just man, May third, you're really just burying it. You're yeah, just- I guess so. I mean, the trailers are very good, mm-hmm. especially the Red Band trailer. Yeah, uh, Charlize Theron. I guess has she ever had uh, like a role, a comedic role to really shine in? I mean, I th- I think she did in uh, Trial and Error, but that was oh, yeah. a long time ago. Wowzers. Yeah, but she she looks hilarious in this movie. Yeah, and it seems like they've dialed back Seth Rogen's schlubbiness in his character, even though they're they're talking about like there's no way that these two could get together. But the, the the Red Band trailer ends with that shot of them about to have sex. And she's like, we can do whatever you want to. But at the end, smack me on the ass and choke me a little. <laughs> 
I haven't seen the red band. I, I need to see band. this. <laughs> and you see, he cuts to Seth Rogen's face. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and there was a there's a whole thing too where she's like, "What is your favorite position?" And he's like, "Oh, come on, blah blah blah." And he's like, "I can't talk about that." And he's like, "Come on, grow up," and all that. And then I think he says something or whatever, and he goes, "What about you?" And she's like, "Oh, don't be gross." <laughs> So, yeah, I think the, the way the trailers are, the movie could be garbage. And you're right. The release date is weird. Mm -hmm. But it looks charming as hell from yeah. the, the trailers. Yeah, I it, think it played at a festival. It might have been South by Southwest. But it got good buzz yep. at a festival. I remember reading. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's it's counter programming essentially. Mm -hmm. Even though you're not coming out the same weekend, you're you're still counter because the, the end game will in its second week is is going to be what some movies wish they could make yeah in their opening yeah week. so uh but uh yeah that seems to be the biggest one then there is i have to decide i think ugly dolls is probably the next biggest one after that animated film uh about a bunch of ugly dolls <laughs> and this is uh, this is a, a a line of toys like it was Right around when my son was born in 2008, they started making these plush toys, um, I think for like charity, like it, w it was for some sort of foundation, mm -hmm. but they made them intentionally ugly and that kind of thing. And that was their allure. And now not only did they animate it, but they got pop music stars yeah. to voice almost all of the characters. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson's in one. Kelly Clarkson, Blake Shelton. Yeah. Like there's just... It's just everything about this looks not no, good. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. None of this. I mean, the characters themselves, even though they're, even though there's some differences between the characters, really the only thing that stands out when you're watching a trailer that's going by this fast is, oh, they're all different colors. Yep. But they they have like, they have like different little things that are part of them that make them different. But n nothing stood out mm. in this whole this whole thing. There's a a joke here and a joke there, very knowing type of stuff. The Blake Shelton character says something about, "Oh, I love uh, was it uh, was it appropriate naming or or literal naming?" Oh, oh yeah, where it's what like, about what about you, Mumble Mumble Cat or whatever? And the cat's like, "Blah blah 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 yeah. blah," you know. And then like, okay, that's that's pretty funny, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's gonna be trolls. It's gonna be fucking name pick a pick an animated movie out of a hat and it mm. looks the exact same movie. why don't why don't they just make one of the this kind of movie and put it out every year for the four-year-olds of the world mm -hmm. and give peace to the rest of us mm -hmm. i agree <sighs> i don't know i think the, because we're gonna have to end up sitting well, this well month. i think the thing is about <laughs> the is once that once families have seen the one movie or whatever um you know, there's hardly anything else that ever comes out for for families a yeah. lot. I know that you, you probably run into this a lot, don't a you? A lot. There's a lot. We'll look down and be like, is there anything besides maybe like a, like an MCU movie or something like that mm -hmm. that's appropriate for, for the kid to go see? You know, even though he's get, he's getting up to where he can see more. But yeah, for a while there, it, it was like a vast wasteland. The most annoying thing as I looked at this summer was the uh, movies that look geared towards families but they've had to dodge a lot of big movies over the summer mm -hmm. and they're coming out right back when they go back into school like right yeah. when kids are going back to school these these movies for them are coming out and it's it 
it feels like to me you could you could still come out with something like this a up against a spider-man or something mm -hmm. like that and you'd still do just fine yeah but yeah who knows uh then uh the intruder yeah <laughs> it's that that shot of dennis quaid standing by the tree still I, makes me laugh well now there's another did you watch the trailer rewatch the trailer yeah uh there's another one where <laughs> it pans over and she doesn't see anything now oh she's pans, in the kitchen yeah now it pans back and he's <laughs> he's, he's got, right over her shoulder he's got this evil look on his face <laughs> Like it's the most evil Dennis Quaid possible. Uh, I I can't wait. I'm not gonna see it in the theater, but I'm, oh, definitely I'm going very to end up to watching this, this for uh, all the wrong reasons. <laughs> one of my big crushes, Megan Good, is in this. Oh yeah, love Ooh. me some Megan Good. Yeah. And then Michael Ely plays her husband, and you know what? He can just he can just get the hell out. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. What was Michael Ely in recently? Uh, I don't I know. Sworn. I know he's in one of those underworld Resident Evil movies. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess uh, I guess I haven't seen him. Recently, but yeah, but. I, I, they they gloss over the reason in in the trailer. They it looks like they purposefully don't tell you why he keeps coming back to the house. Bec and I have a feeling that because in the trailer they say his wife died and and we think that it's suicide and everything mm -hmm. that he actually did it. And that they stumbled on something that proves that he did it, and that's why he keeps coming back. Oh, totally. Yeah, that is absolutely the plot of that movie. Yeah, but they <laughs> it's so it like it's so purposeful in the trailer. They're like they're like uh, oh, I feel bad for that guy, and then the next thing like why was they say something like is it is it right after he gets on the tractor or something maybe they and he's and they oh he's out there mowing the grass. Yeah. Or, yeah. Why is he doing that? But and it just kind of what when you watch the trailer, just when they get to the point of the reason why he's doing this, which is early in the trailer, mm -hmm. they just let's just skip over that because yeah, yeah, yeah. that the reason is I guarantee you it's like you know they found the the bloody fingerprints. That's right. <laughs> um, and uh, they don't know what it is yet. But anyway, that, there's a movie like this every year. It feels mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. yeah, uh, a home invasion, a hand rocks the cradle type. I like these movies. I like these types of movies. Yeah. They're fun. <laughs> uh, then there's one other movie. This is called El Chicano. Uh, it, uh, it looks like almost almost like a superhero movie, but it's like a, it's a guy who, and he and his brother are in this neighborhood. It's a bad neighborhood, and there's this drug kingpin in jail that's like calling all the shots or whatever, and this guy's brother dies, so he becomes a vigilante, and he starts wearing masks and stuff. Hmm. It doesn't look anything like a superhero movie, but it feels like like all the things that a superhero movie do, mm. like somebody, oh, somebody died. Okay, I'm going to become a vigilante. I'm going to wear a mask. He doesn't have any powers. He's just beating ass and shooting guns. Ooh. All right. Ooh. But uh, yeah, Ooh. George Lopez is in it. <laughs> George Lopez is having his Liam Neeson it's moment. A, there it, you go. Well, it's a it's not it's George Lopez is playing like a detective. It's not he's not the main guy. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would, it be, would awesome. be awesome though. It's cracking one line. But I, I believe this is the type. This is a movie that comes out because there is an underserved audience, yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's you know to make a movie like this. I hope it does well. Mm -hmm. uh, the following week, uh, the biggest movie that I see on here is Detective Pikachu. Uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, voices, and yeah, what what do you think? This is the line. This is the line. Like, Pokemon is the line that 
tells me I'm old. <laughs> I don't know anything about Pokemon. <laughs> Nothing. I know it has been a movie, a show, a card game, a video game, and now a movie. Mm -hmm. That's literally all I know. But I also know it's going to make a gajillion dollars because it's huge everywhere. And everybody who's yeah. five, ten years younger than me and down is obsessed with it. Does this, uh, from the trailer, does it look interesting to you? I didn't even look at the trailer because I don't, I'm not going to see this movie. I don't well, know what this is. I mean, if you all come back to me and say, no, it's great, and it explains Pokemon, and you want <laughs> to go in with 10 years of fu fucking Pokemon knowledge, then yeah, I'll yeah, watch it. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's going to require a lot of knowledge that, honestly, most people have. I just don't. Hmm. Be interesting. It's, uh, it looks like it's very self-referential. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I do think you might need to know some things about Pokemon. But there's also Ryan Reynolds, who's such a dynamic, comedic performer yep. that uh there's things in there that i'm like i don't like pokemon but i might watch this movie yeah. because is he in it as a human or is he doing he's, a voice he's pikachu yeah i don't even know if that means good things or bad things <laughs> pikachu is a good guy is he a detective well in this well, he's movie. trying they to were be all like gladiators he's trying <laughs> to be a detective and uh and he's trying to uh find this kid's father i think that's the main story to this whole thing okay. and this kid is the only one that can hear him and it's the speak. kid from jurassic world fallen kingdom uh oh really i think so oh wow god um, i purged that movie from my brain <laughs> me too but it's so good guys <laughs> um but uh but yeah it's an it's interesting i think it may make some money i'm just not sure how much of an appeal this has it's really it, like pokemon is a worldwide phenomenon mm -hmm. How many people are going to watch this movie? Because the first movie that came out, which was in 98, 99, mm -hmm. did decent. It made 80 million here in here in, in the U.S. Mm. But it's become bigger since then. That Nintendo game made it like explode, explode. Right. So it'll be interesting because in the self-referential humor and all that, I don't know if it'll do Deadpool type money, but... It might do half that. I'm like you. I know nothing. Well, I know very little about Pokemon, even though my kid was into it for a while. Um, but I do know, like, the, the, the Pokemon Go thing was a fucking Yeah, it wasn't wildfire. Nintendo, was it? I was wrong. Was that a mobile game or was it a Nintendo that was game? A mobile, that was a mobile game. Okay. Now, there has been a Nintendo game oh, okay. that, that, was, <laughs> that was Aces too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is so ingrained into the society, and you're right, below our age line, that uh, I I think probably it'll it'll be there pretty are successful. A few pop culture areas that I can uh, that I'm just five to seven years too old, like uh, SpongeBob. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. everyone eight years younger than me and down. It quotes that like I quote The Simpsons yeah. and yeah. knows all about. I don't know shit about uh, SpongeBob. Yeah. I really don't. I, I don't. It's funny. I've only got I've got finite space in my brain. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. gonna fill it up with SpongeBob. I, I mean, the Simpsons are up there already. Yeah, that's right. God damn that's it. Right. Uh, then the the hustle, which is the dirty rotten scoundrel slash bedtime story remake. This movie can eat it. I like uh, Anne Hathaway a lot. I wish uh -huh. she would make better movies. Yeah, she does. She just occasionally does one of these, like this, yeah. or a Bride Wars, or you know, she likes to let her hair down every once in a while and just get into a stupid movie. How old is uh, Anne Hathaway? 37. Really? Think 34. She was, I think she was born in 82. She might wow. have been born in 82. Well, no. <laughs> but I don't know if I don't know if uh if she's had her birthday yet, but 
I'll say 37 and and uh, she is 36, but you are right, 82. So nice. November of 82. All right, you still get the gold star. I yes, did get this. Did. I get the gold star. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Rebel Wilson is basically the Steve Martin, and Anne Hathaway is basically the Michael Caine. This movie, like I may be in the minority, but this trailer is one of the least funny trailers for a comedy that I've seen in a long I time. I agree. And then there's some scenes in here that they've ripped completely straight from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and then they go and do their own thing in a few things. And the when they do their own thing part is, uh, it's just I'm not I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, me neither. I'm not going. Nope. Uh, then there is palms which is older ladies complete compete in a cheerleading competition have you oh, heard about this movie it's before? not a pomegranate juice movie <laughs> no that'd be, funny. that'd be awesome though so that's like calendar girls for cheerleaders yes yeah i was i th- this whole thing this whole setup looked like calendar girls to me calendar girls is just fine let's just watch that again <laughs> yeah. yeah this is diane keaton pam greer <laughs> that and jackie weaver and uh yeah you have uh in uh in calendar girls helen Mirren, man yeah That's yeah, just, yeah uh, baby she's uh she's pretty sexy in that mm-hmm. movie there's no need for this there's yeah no need for this <laughs> but yeah it's a it's a, a thing where they it's one of those things where they have the 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 loophole and the rules because it says 18 plus and they're like we're 18 plus plus 60 <laughs> or whatever so it's old school meets calendar girls yeah 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 so they they go into a cheerleading competition you see like diane keaton and cheerleading outfit and pam greer and yeah i mean diane keaton has earned the right to do whatever the fuck she wants it doesn't mean i have to watch it exactly uh i was going to when i started watching trailers the other day i was going to try to do some of the limited but there's so many like i i just i just bring this up uh, for this for this week and and never any other weeks but because i had just went i did the did the legwork on this one. <laughs> but there's a movie called all is true that kenneth branagh is directing where he's william shakespeare Ooh. oh that's the brand one okay i got you and uh and so like he's trying to come out with his last work before yeah. he's retired uh and then there's another one called tolkien yep which nicholas holt plays J.R.R. tolkien and uh and it looks like kind of almost shakespeare and lovish like where he got all of his uh inspiration for lord of the rings and mm. uh wow that type of thing okay well i don't that's we've seen that movie a few times too mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. inspiration for a beloved author or uh i mean finding I mean, neverland was basically the c.s right? lewis one the, yeah i mean yeah yeah i like nicholas holt yeah, lot. I mean, there's a lot that appeals to me. It's uh, Fox Searchlight did Tolkien. But yeah, I, I it, eh. Nicholas Holt was my favorite thing about The Favorite. He was awesome mm-hmm. in The Favorite. Like, he blew my mind yeah. in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this, by the way, I did read this morning a headline that Tolkien's family has um, not endorsed this movie. Yeah, really? I imagine so. which, is, which is in stride with pretty much what they always say. I don't yeah, even yeah. think they endorsed the trilogy. I am excited a little bit about All is True, though. Yeah. Because. Kenneth Browner should continue doing Shakespeare. Yeah. like Or Shakespeare derivatives. Like, has, that's his uh, wheelhouse. Also has Judy Dench and uh, Ian McKellen. Yeah. Well, yeah. wow. If you, yeah. uh, by the way, and if I go down this list and you've run across some limited that we need to talk about, mm-hmm. then, then we can do that. But okay. I, this is where I stopped because I was like, geez, I'm going to spend the entire day watching trailers. Yeah. I basically did all the A24s uh, are on the list and okay. I, I explored those. Well, yeah, if I miss something, just let me know uh may 17th a dog's journey which is another one of the a dog's uh movies <laughs> we, uh, so a dog's purpose dog's purpose and a dog's journey a dog's way connected. home yeah and a dog's way home all are connected 
It's the same author as the W. Bruce Cameron who wrote these books. Is it the same dog? No. <laughs> um, Not like War Dog? <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, but uh, it's another one of those. I, I, fe- <laughs> I feel like. Sorry. I feel like this movie, A Dog's Journey, is uh, trying to touch on reincarnation because because the dog the dog that they show at the beginning of the trailer gets old and then like there's a puppy that comes in like halfway through the trailer and he's talking like that older dog i've seen that doesn't it start with like a caveman and a dog like no, doesn't that start was, with- that was alpha oh. yeah that came out last yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. me yeah. we've got too many dog movies too many, too dog many movies. fucking dog and movies and too many too many movies starting a dog something <laughs> yeah. and it, but yeah i think it's sort of a reincarnation thing because uh yeah, the Dennis Quaid's in this too. <laughs> and there's a there's a scene where a light shows up on him and he's standing by a tree, reminiscing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, it's got uh, Josh Gad is the voice of the dog, and then you have Dennis Quaid, you have Marg Helgenberger, Abby Ryder, Ryder Fortson, who's the uh, Paul Rudd's daughter and Ant Man is in it. Hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a dog. Like the dog is, I think it's the same dog reincarnated, and he's like trying to, he's trying to uh, get Dennis Quaid's attention. Hey, I'm the same dog that you grew that you uh, from before, and he can't figure out. And I guess by the end of, because Dennis Quaid is old at the end of this trailer, oh, so it's yeah. a frequency dog. Yeah, it's frequency dog. <laughs> I'm bound to I'm a firefighter. <laughs> uh, the big movie that's coming out on May 17th is John Wick Three: Parabellum um let's do it I, I wish we could be done after this yeah i think we will be done i don't think so you know i think they're think? gonna spin off a whole goddamn universe i actually read an interview with the director where he quite cheerily said he'd be happy making john wick movies for the rest of his life well because he's a stunt man right like I he was know. he was keanu's stunt double okay for the matrix and for all that stuff so this is right in his wheelhouse like sure. i only want to make raid john wick style like that's uh, i mean movies. i'm not trying to hate on john wick no sure i thought like the second one was a step back in terms of overall quality mm-hmm. b- by way of adding more insanity and this third one looks like they just mainlined insanity for a few hours <laughs> and i you know i'll watch it i'll see what i might like it yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh he's excommunicado and every assassin in, under the sun is trying to kill him in this uh, the looks like the main baddie is Asia Kate Dillon, which if you ever watch Billions or Orange is the New Black, they prefer they pronouns. Mm-hmm. A very good performer. Yeah. Yes. I am a fan yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, very, very good. Uh, appears to be the main baddie in John Wick 3. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be I'll be down for that. Uh, then also we have The Sun is Also a Star, which is another one of these. It's not a it's not a John Green novel. It's uh, actually uh, N- Nicola Yoon who did oh, everything, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's got that same vibe as all of those movies. It's a guy who who's trying to make this girl who doesn't believe in love fall in love with him in basically one day. Uh, guy, uh, there, there are some notable leads in this. Charles Melton from Riverdale is the main guy. Oh, yeah, I know. And uh, Yara Shahidi of Blackish is in this. Okay. Um, it's gonna be it's it'll do the same as all those fault you know those fault in our stars everything everything mm. cat in the cradle and the silver spoon movies, <laughs> little boy blue um uh, one thing i thought was interesting on the limited here was that there are two movies about people on death row oh, who yeah. are wrongfully accused or get all you know something like that 
uh one's called trial by fire that edward zwick directed it has laura dern in it uh and uh and it's and it's based on a true story where they didn't uh they didn't when they had evidence that was for him that was suppressed basically and so laura dern is the investigator that's going around trying to find all the evidence for him and everything and then there's another one called the meanest man in texas uh. same sort of issue there i almost wondered if they were the same person or something speaking but. of laura dern did you see that the maltons got her for molten fest for the, citizen ruth the director right? of citizen oh, ruth alexander and payne. dern are gonna show up and do a talk and watch the movie with people. alexander payne that's yeah. gonna be great yeah that's that's like makes me want to go oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah no kidding yeah let's go yeah man um may 24th i'm sorry there's one uh in this same week okay. here uh it's called the souvenir okay i had that written down this is the uh, uh the a24 release for this month um it's got tilda swinton in it who's in a lot of these a24 movies mm-hmm. it also has her daughter yeah who is uh honor swinton burn honor swinton burn and uh <laughs> that sounds like a skin condition <laughs> Oh my God, that'd be so awesome! All right, we got your test back. So it looks like you have honor, sweat, and burn. That's one of the classic names. Classic case. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, oh no, doctor, anything but that. <laughs> oh my God, this. Uh, so I watched the trailer for this. This looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks very cool. It's uh, a, a her playing a younger woman, obviously, uh, that's falling in love with this older man, and uh, the the dynamics between those two and with her real mom her real life mom playing her mom in this uh in this movie looks really really good yeah there's it's that trailer starts off with him and and her in bed and he's like he's like you have a whole foot over there by the bed get get like move over a little bit and she's like she's like i don't have any room over i am literally on the edge of the wall here um uh, but yeah, that did look interesting. Uh, May 24th, a movie that has no trailer, but is apparently a big, almost Memorial Day uh, release is Ad Astra. What the fuck is this movie? Right? Have you heard of it? No. This is Brad Pitt. This is Ruth Nega. This is Tommy Lee Jones. It's a space movie about Brad Pitt going to rescue he's, he's, his presumably dead father. Yes. Rescuing his dad out in space. And he finds something out, found, finds something that has, that's going to harm the earth yeah. and he needs to tell earth about it or whatever, but there's not one trailer. Then doesn't that mean it's going to be ass? It's either, it might be ass. It's either what I think is that it's not, there's no chance in hell that it's coming out on that week or it's passengers. Well, that's that. That was what I was thinking because remember, <laughs> Passengers didn't have a trailer until like a month before. It yeah, released. and it was the first trailer that came out was was dog shit. Like there was yeah. nothing, and uh, and then I was like, "There's no way this movie's coming out," and then it did. It fucking came out. It man. did, and it actually did okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm guessing like within the next week or something, probably today while we were <laughs> yeah, talking. That's true. They'll have a trailer out for this. I mean, I'm ex- I like everything about this movie. The idea of like Brad Pitt is like an intrepid spaceman going off to save his crusty old dad. Mm-hmm. But I, this does not bode well. I don't think. No, you know, it, it really it. doesn't. You know, this close to the release and, and it's Fox seen a too. Yeah, uh, the big movie coming oh, out. Oh wait, that could be it. Why is that? Fox just sold to Disney. Maybe the marketing department wasn't. 
I mean, it's coming out next but still, month. Still, you, you should know? at least uh, at least move the release date if there's a a problem there. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I just feel like there are probably going some up films that week. fell through the cracks in that transition. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, this is a big crumbs. Oh, I'm just saying, if I, my gut feeling. I mean, yeah, I want to see it, but it still sounds a little bit hot garbage. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The big movie coming out on May 24th is Aladdin, the remake. <laughs> yeah, and... this can suck my monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a prediction that I hope is true, which is that when's The Lion King? Is that later in the July? Summer? Yeah. I don't. I think this one's going to struggle. I think The Lion King is going to be gangbusters. Oh, I I think you might be right. Yeah. Because I think pe- I think the main fans want the same and lion king looks to be the same Mm -hmm. and aladdin looks to be at least in a couple key areas pretty goddamn different yeah like did you see the the friend like me the trailer with that Mm -hmm. like plays a good portion of Mm -hmm. will's take on that song yeah i'm not taking that at all (laughs) it's not like robin williams was a singer or anything but He was able to stay on pitch and to use his vocal inflections mm-hmm. to make that song epic, right? Yep. Will Smith doesn't have that. No. Nope. Uh, and look, you took this role. You're going to be compared to this legendary performance. So if if it's not up to par, it's going to be derided. Guy Ritchie yeah. of all people. Guy Ritchie. Like, I just don't have any faith in this. I movie. actually wrote in my notes, in all caps, Guy Ritchie directed this? <laughs> It's a pretty strange choice. Uh, yeah, uh, this feels like it might do like Han Solo story business or something. Yeah. Yes. I mean, kind of, kind of like it did okay, but it wasn't what they were hoping. Or even the Dumbo one, which yeah, I think was ultimately underperformed what Disney hoped. That's it would the be. other problem is that Disney decided to sell out on these this year instead of coming out with the one event picture. Yeah. They, they've come out with Dumbo. It'll be two months, two months for Aladdin, and then two months for Lion King. Yep. And it's almost like they looked at this year and said, well, we're not going to have as many Marvel properties this time. Mm. We're not going to have blah, blah, blah. Mm. Why don't we come out with a bunch of these? And, I think the audience chose ahead of time and chose Lion King for the most part. Yeah, uh, but... There's three Marvel movies coming out in pretty quick succession. Is there too. anything coming out after Endgame? Yeah, well, Far, Far from, from Home. Home. So you'll have Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, but I don't, I don't count that for Disney's bottom line, though. That's true. That is a Sony. Oh, that's a good point. It is MC. It, are they? Is that purely Marvel and Sony, or is Disney, Disney involved gets some, at all? Disney gets some because of they that. own Marvel. Well, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. I and thought it was Sony got Sony got distribution. But Disney Marvel had creative control. I got you. So I don't know if Disney made any money on Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, I mean, they. I'm sure they made some. Well, yes, I'm sure they made plenty. <laughs> but, I mean, d- direct yeah, box yeah, yeah, office, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. if it came from that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because you're right. It's not technically like Disney MCU mm-hmm. fair, but it is they, they, MCU. Yeah, it won't, it won't be on Disney's uh, profit sheet. It'll, uh, and I think with all the... The Guardians of the Galaxy uh, stuff that the dust up there and like the fact they just didn't have anything else uh, set up. Mm. They they must have thought we might need to come out with a bunch of these. I mean, the ones before this have all done gangbusters before before Dumbo did gangbusters. And then and then I think they felt like they could just go all in on those. And I'm sorry, 
It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I mean, imagine if they you know, were given studio advice, but imagine if they held off on Lion King at least until like the holidays. Yeah. Like, oh, you know how much of, that would have slammed? Yeah, man, in the, if you put that out like around Christmas or whatever. Of course, yeah. they got Star Wars coming out in Christmas, but you come out with it on Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, I'm sure there's a, sure there's another thing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I don't think Aladdin's going to do gangbusters. I think it'll do just fine, yeah. but not what they were hoping uh olivia wilde's debut book smart we've seen a bunch of trailers for these uh that looks pretty funny oh mm-hmm. hell yeah it does mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh very appealing leads in this yep. i just uh i'm i'm there for that <laughs> Even <do> oh yeah <laughs> this is not a thing <laughs> the scissoring is not a thing yeah. <laughs> uh book smart does look really funny uh it's funny though this and there's another movie coming out in august called good boys uh-huh. uh that is also very super badass uh-huh. they both run that run the jewel song yep in that trailer yep they both have will forte in it uh, oh i didn't realize that yeah wow uh i but- do think we have reached peak that run the jewels song yeah i think yeah. so that I mean, song's been out for like three two or three years now. i love it yeah and it's been used great a few times but i think we need to find a new jam <laughs> yeah uh, and then finally on uh, May 24th, we have Brightburn. And this is, you know, if you're, instead of a superhero, your bullied kid becomes an evil person. Mm-hmm. Man, did you have you seen the trailer for this? I have. I'm kind of digging it. Yeah. I am too. I am too. Like, I, when I read about it, I rolled my eyes because it seemed very derivative. Mm-hmm. What if Superman were evil? Um, but then I saw the trailer and i'm digging the vibe it feels like it's gonna have slasher elements almost yes. and actual scares and i don't know man this is one of my sleeper picks i think it could looks do well. good yeah mm-hmm. it looks good you have um here's another it's sort of an interesting thing brian gunn who's james gunn's brother mm-hmm. is a writer and uh mark gunn who's their cousin uh a scream are both on the screenplay i believe james gunn is also a producer Mm -hmm. on this movie so it's got a lot of gun influence Mm -hmm. so uh it's a good time to come out with this movie i believe he's you know he's been reinstated by disney hired by wb to do suicide squad so i think it's going to get an audience that just wants to support james gunn yeah and turned out to be a, a really nice uh marketing strategy because his name was all over the marketing for this uh, and this they trailer. made that choice before he'd been hired for exactly. suicide squad or rehired by disney yeah, that, yeah. that took cuts i yeah, thought yeah. yeah uh may 31st uh godzilla king of the monsters comes out <sighs> and uh, the trailer that i've seen a hundred times now i'm yeah. so tired of it you did see you see it there was a brand new one today brand one oh Corin, i haven't seen that it uh, <laughs> there's like 17 of those monsters oh yeah and the trailer is literally just two minutes of smash cuts of monsters fighting each other all right and I'm like, maybe they took our notes from Godzilla. We want more monsters and less humans a little too far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it does look like some are good, some are evil. Yeah. There's a lot of famous fucking people in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Eleven. 
Yeah, who, Millie Bobby Brown. Who who else is in this? Vera Farmiga's in this. Uh, Ice Cube's kid is in this. Kyle Chandler. Uh, Kyle Chandler's in this. Are you sure it's Kyle Chandler and not Ron Livingston? It's Kyle Chandler. <laughs> it's definitely Kyle Chandler. Uh, um, but it looks. I don't know, man. I don't. I'm not. There's a lot of famous people in Kong Skull Island too. A lot of famous people in Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brian exactly. Cranston. Yeah. That didn't do it for me. Uh, so I just don't. I wonder if I'm just missing the boat here. It feels I'm like not, everybody's geeking out about this trailer. Yeah, I'm not I'm, the audience. There are, there are some shots in there that I'm I'm excited about because it looks like they've they've distanced the camera so that you can see both monsters in the frame coming at each other in certain things. There are some interesting, I, I would say, by the you know sort of uh, photography choices, I guess in this in this thing. I'm I I will want to watch. I will want to see this. Mm. I'm not a, I'm not as down on monster movies as you are, but. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll give this one a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how many other people in the world are going to give this a shot. I wonder if it is not the phenomenon. Again, let's talk generations. I think the people that geek out about Godzilla are the people our age and older. Yeah. Right? Right. And yeah. I don't know that the the college age demographic really gives a shit about Godzilla. I don't think they do. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, and they all they just wrap principal photography on Godzilla versus Kong. So whether or not this one does well, we're gonna get at least one more. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, Kong was a success. Kong Skull Island was a success domestically, 168 million. But I mean, the foreign was 400 million, right? So so they're really depending on the worldwide box office. And that's fine. Work for the Pirates this. franchise for about exactly. the last four movies they made. Yep. Yeah uh so and that release date tends to not be very good it's the week after memorial day mm-hmm. tends not to be very good so i'm i'm i don't know if it will just do slamming business but it should do okay uh also on the 31st is ma octavia spencer i can't wait to see this i really want to see this <laughs> i think it looks is it a horror movie cool. yeah it, yeah it, it kind of it could be like a it's almost a single white female kind of thing too okay but octavia spencer uh helps these kids buy alcohol and then she's like hey i have a place at my house where you can just do this and nobody will oh this was in front of us wasn't it yes i thought uh, now that you're explaining it i have seen this it's a great trailer yeah and so so they go out and party and then you find out that she's like i guess spying on them through their phones and uh she's probably like setting up a lot of like you know revenge type of things yeah. and it's like uh, that uh handbag movie that came out a couple months ago gladys or whatever the fuck handbag you know what i'm talking about with is it chloe grace or is it one of the fannings and they like <laughs> re- return a handbag some lady left on the subway but then they form a friendship but then it turns out that the old lady is creepy and wants to be upset you guys know what i'm talking about i God have no it. idea what movie you're talking all about. right go on carry on without me i'll go find my fucking thing you know what really honestly that that <laughs> i i i think i've heard this but i don't remember anything about what the movie's called or who's in either. it movie lady <laughs> <laughs> subway i swear people don't know how to google it's true subway i'm gonna get it right away greta with chloe grace moritz oh uh, okay i i have heard of that title but i didn't know what and it was i literally about at all. did google movie lady per subway and greta is the number one result interesting all right did you see it 
No, I just saw the trailer, and it oh. reminds me, now that you're describing Ma more, it's kind of the same kind of a thing. Somebody that's older that seems nice at first, and then it turns out there's something creepy. This is, a, this is such a cool concept for, for a movie, and it looks like, at least in the trailer, it looks like Octavia Spencer's having a fucking blast. Yeah. The guy who directed The Help directed this movie. Interesting. Yeah. Genre switch. Yeah, Tate Taylor. Who Must have a good relationship with Octavia Spencer. Though. I would say mm-hmm. so. He also did Get On Up and The Girl on the Train. I hope there's no poop pie in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there is one extremely disturbing shot at the end of the trailer for Ma where there's two teens passed out and she's shown to be like posing them and doing things. Oh, to them. and I'm like, that one like gave me chills. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, man, this movie could go some dark places. Yikes. That's where the all involving teens part of the rating comes into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's Rocket Man, the biopic of Elton John with Taron Egerton. Playing. It's going to do well. It'll get nominated. I'm not going to give a shit. I don't you think. I don't think it will. Uh, weird release date for something that's that's trying to be Bohemian Rhapsody Oscar bait, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, Ray came out in the summer, didn't it? Oh, you may be right. Yeah, yeah. I think Ray came out in October. You bastard with your knowledge. I, well, I could be completely freaking wrong too. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I guess what I was saying, I wasn't thinking of release date, but I all, all that I've read about this is about Taron Egerton, how great he is in this movie, and I feel like this is the kind of performance that people are going to be talking about. Yeah, it's going to be one of those where he, he does such a great impression of Elton John. We think he's doing acting. Like Ray, yeah. yeah, he came. It came. Uh, Ray came out October 29th, bastard, two thousand four. <laughs> Knowledge. Uh, so that's the end of May. Um, is Endgame still number one by the end of this month? Yeah, I haven't heard a contender yet. I think Endgame could take four straight weeks. You think it's going to beat Aladdin? Oh, uh, maybe it's, Aladdin. Uh, you know, one. I think it's. I think once Endgame makes what we're going to say three hundred on the opening weekend, and it goes about fifty percent down the next week, and then another fifty percent down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, by the time Aladdin comes out, it probably will succumb to that. But mm, yeah, I think Aladdin's going to be a curiosity to people. I don't think it's going to have a lot of. I have nothing to base this on, but I don't know if it's going to have the repeat viewing. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think people are curious enough to where it's going to have a strong open. Some asshole is still going to write a headline that says Aladdin topples Endgame at the box office. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. It's already written, man. Exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, it's time to talk about movie again. Yeah, movie! baby. I uh, I saw a very unusual movie on uh, on movie the other day uh, called Silent Light. Oh, okay uh, that's my favorite christmas song yeah right <laughs> and uh the director is carlos regatas from mexico uh it is about a mennonite community in mexico interesting uh, yeah and it's about a a man who is married to this woman and they have like i don't know five or six kids or something like that. they they run a farm and uh he is in love with another woman and his wife knows about it. He's told her about it, mm. and uh, and so he. It's a small town struggle, and also religious struggle, um, with uh, being in love with another woman. And it's really basically just that. It's very, it's very slow, methodical. Yeah, you know, it it uh, it's not one of those that just goes boom, boom, boom. But it's it's very interesting. These yeah. movies that you see on movie sometimes. There's a lot of times I'll see a movie that's as simple as this, 
and I'm like, what's different about this? Mm-hmm. I can't figure out what it is. It's yeah, long takes is one thing, but we've seen long takes and like even game night, we can see long takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, uh, so what what is it about this? It's not necessarily long takes. It's sometimes it's the actors involved. Yeah, like you don't see any stars. There, I think everybody in here was either a Mennonite in real life or had been a Mennonite. Oh, wow. And so, like, you look at the IMDb, that's their only credit is this movie. Huh. Some of them. I think there's one who has a few more. Uh, but it's a beautiful movie. It's 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 very well done. It has a little bit of mysticism in it, but mostly it's a straight-up guy's cheating on his wife, wife knows it story. And uh, it was really well done. Really yeah. good really wow. yeah it sounds like the kind of reaction that i had with uh with the movie i was talking about last week fatima mm-hmm. where i didn't even expect to to love it or to even really be all that interested in it because it's a different culture it's a different you know set of circumstances it's pretty straightforward i could not put it down mm-hmm. uh or, or turn it off i did the same thing with this movie called the fire it's an argentine argentinian argentine movie uh El Incendio. Uh, ah. It's got a very good thumbnail. It does. Um, so it's Juan Schnittman uh, from Argentina, 2010 movie. Again, like the description is just like, you know, they're, they're, this couple is in the process of closing their house. And basically, you know, this is the a, a scorching love affair that mm-hmm. is that is goes up and down, hot and cold, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I start watching it and it's and it's good and it, it's sexy. It's it's sexy. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's there's other things. It's like shot really beautifully. It really like accentuates these actors. And as the movie progresses, these actors get more and more and more passionate about and against each other. And it manifests itself physically and emotionally. And they're yelling and they're not. And they're you know trying to to uh, uh, to get together. It has one of the most physically demanding sex scenes I have ever seen. Really? These guys want to murder each other by fucking mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> both of them they're like they're like i'm just i'm gonna rip your heart out but i'm gonna penetrate and be yeah. penetrated <laughs> right it's awesome yeah and uh, it's crazy because it, then i went back and, and read about it a little bit it happens over 24 hours wow so these are the kind of experiences that we're just talking about that that you have with movie never ever 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 would have found this movie otherwise right murder fucking murder fucking oh i will i will say mubi uh is never shy about bringing the sexy oh yeah you no, have a, you have a lot of those type of movies that yeah, come yeah. up and you know and 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 like jeremy was saying with the thumbnail you're like hey, yeah i'm gonna watch this <laughs> <laughs> they do have very good selections with their thumbnails. yes they sure. do yes they do <laughs> there's an art to that yes they, well yeah you would well, know they, than and anyway. there was a there was a movie that i saw a long time ago and i can't remember the name of it right now but it was a british 1960s film mm-hmm. and it's just this hey there's not there's there's nothing like sexual going on it's just the woman and her look mm-hmm. and that's it and it was like oh i'm there yeah i'm watching that yeah so, and the, the descriptions are great they're, they're they're concise without being pedantic i guess right like mm-hmm. like they kind of they give you the essence of the movie like whether it's like this is because you should watch this because this director is really amazing or this is a vision that you'll never see about this culture or something like that i appreciate it yeah yeah, yeah. so what's the link Mubi.com slash cinema sins. And what do they get? They get 30 days free. Now listen, that's free. 
Mm. That's free 30 mm. days. You know how long 30 days is? It's, uh, well, it's five days longer than 25. That's mm-hmm. true. That's mm-hmm. true. I mean, you'll, 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 you'll bathe. Yes. <laughs> in cinema. Right. You will, you will drip mm-hmm. with, with cinema, like coming out of your pores well, in honestly, those 30 yeah. days. It's almost not fair to say 30 days because there will be, uh, 60 films on the service during that 30 day yep. period that you will have a chance to like, watch. Like yeah, if you <laughs> signed free. up, if you signed up today, you could watch in descending order whatever's about to leave yep. and then go go work your way up to all the newest stuff and you'd see 60. <sighs> it's it's awesome. You guys know it. It's awesome. Go check it out. It costs you nothing. We vouch for it. mubi.com/cinemasins. It'll make you happy and dripping. <laughs> uh we get into june june 7th dark phoenix (laughs) man look i really like x-men movies Mm -hmm. uh i've watched apocalypse more than once i don't like it but i've watched apocalypse more than once i have no fucking interest in this movie whatsoever i don't either i don't either this is i believe the 10th X-Men movie, if you don't count Deadpool. Or Logan. Or, no, you count Logan. Logan. All the Wolverine ones count. You count all those. So you, I think it's the 10th one. You have three X-Men movies. You have uh, the two Wolverine movies. And you have X-Men First Class, Days of Future Past, and uh, Apocalypse. So mm-hmm. this is would be nine, I guess. Okay. Um, Wait, no. No, Logan. Logan. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, so this, so this, is, this is 10. So You know what Roman numeral is 10? x why didn't they do that that would have been awesome forever. <laughs> uh, uh but uh, the guy directing it is a is a guy who's been a producer of a lot of these fox uh comic properties deadpool x-men fantastic four simon kenberg who sounds like he's that sounds like a name that's directed a bunch of stuff right but yep. he's it's i think this is his debut mm. uh so dark phoenix uh yeah i can't i can't uh get excited about this no and hey, listen I've, I've been on record saying that i like uh the last stand more than most people do and this looks like a retread of that mm-hmm. and as much as i kind of like the last stand i don't want to see it again yeah it's crazy to me like do they forget that the second and third x-men movies we ever got were wrapped up in this phoenix dark phoenix bullshit yeah like we already had this story Two mo- two and a half movies or one and a half movies of it. Yeah. Why was this the one that you had to come back to? I don't know. We gotta of, tell of Dark all, Phoenix of all of these fucking characters. Now I realize that she is probably the most powerful mutant of all time, right? Except for Apocalypse. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it it's doesn't... another. We haven't seen the movie, but like it's another girl going out of control, can't control her powers type of thing. Mm. Fuck off. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus no Famka. Yeah. Or, or Fomka. <laughs> yeah. Johnson. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, uh, probably the movie that's going to do the best, though, on June 7th is The Secret Life of Pets 2. Pat Oswalt takes over for Louis C.K. in the Sam role. And I don't know what this movie's about. I've seen a hundred trailers for Secret Life of Pets 2, and I can't tell you what it's about. They've almost intentionally obfuscated it because they keep telling these different stories right mm-hmm. like it's the cat trailer and then it's the 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 rabbit trailer and mm-hmm. then it's the dog trailer yeah but they don't really interact except for these vignettes well and i finally saw a a full-on trailer with all the characters and what's supposedly the plot and i still can't tell you what it is yeah 
I don't know if it matters, right? So it may it may not, but I will say there is something to that. When 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 trailers aren't tell don't tell you exactly what you're about, people tend not to show up. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's a weird thing. Even when uh, you have a title like this that has a name recognition or whatever, think also of the animated movies recently that have tanked out of nowhere, like mm. Kung Fu Panda, and even this. How do you how you, remember how everybody was on? How to Train Your Dragon 3 because yep. it did this awesome opening weekend and then it just had a nosedive after yeah. that. Um, these The sequels to these animated movies have to be beloved when they become big, huge hits. And yeah. I don't know if Secret Life of Pets is beloved. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be interesting uh, with this and Dark Phoenix coming out. I still think Secret Life of Pets will end up being the number one movie this weekend. But <laughs> it may not do what they hope it does. Yeah, and I didn't like that first one. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't either. I've, it's not like we hate all these animated movies. I love Patton Oswalt and Rat Ratatouille, obviously, mm -hmm. right? But this is just, it, it was it was mindless, mindless I don't even stuff. think people loved it. I think just they went to it and it made a shit ton of money, yeah. so they're making another one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and finally, on June 7th, we have Late Night, where Emma Thompson plays a late night talk show host. Uh, the um, the show is uh, losing in the ratings. Mindy Kaling comes in and becomes the writer that helps it out. Mindy Kaling actually wrote the screenplay mm -hmm. of this movie. Good be, buzz. Yeah, yeah, it could be like a like a dark horse, basically. Good festival right? buzz. Yeah. But again, yeah. probably not a mass appeal kind of movie. But I have it on my list um, of curious to, to yeah. see. I've, yeah. heard, I've heard Mindy Kaling get a lot of praise for this mm -hmm. movie. So. Yeah. I, it, it looked, out of the three movies coming out this weekend, it's the one that I want to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the other, the other two are like, okay, you guys, I'll just have the free theater with nobody in it yeah. watching late night. <laughs> There is, um, I don't know if you were going to get to this, but there is another A24 release coming okay. out this week. It's called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. And this is one of the best trailers that I've seen in the last year. Really? Or so. It is amazing. It's perfectly shot. It's perfectly paced. It's got a wonderful rendition of this guy, a street performer, bellowing if you're going to San Francisco. And it, it'll give you chills. It's about gentrification and like you know, it, it's humorous. This is a very cool looking movie. Well, I am I'll have to see the see trailer. For it this. must be set in the past because I have it on good authority. San Francisco has everything figured out now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Homelessness, poop on the streets, mm -hmm. uh, like inequality of housing. I, I felt I felt like I read that they've got it all perfect now. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, uh, Danny Glover. By the way, is in this, and you know how over the last few years, Danny Glover's gotten to where. He doesn't even have a voice. Yeah. He's just, he's talking yeah. like this. Yeah. In, like starting with Saw. Like he just talked like this. He's got his voice back. Mm -hmm. And maybe he had like a physical issue. He could be. In this, this, uh, this movie. And it's, oh man, I, I'm ex officially excited to see this movie. Uh, June 14th is Joyless Sequel Week. <laughs> although really honestly haven't we gone through a couple already yes yeah, we is. have but june 14th men in black international comes out Ooh, and yeah. it's going to tank dude it is going to tank the most yeah <laughs> you tank it the most it's uh chris hemsworth and who tessa thompson tessa thompson yeah, thor and valkyrie in this movie it's not gonna uh, work did you guys not like the third uh Men in Black? No. No, no. Now, what's good is Brolin's impression of Tommy Lee Jones. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But also, this is this is going to be like Man from Uncle. It's going to have two stars that America hasn't really embraced as leading people yet. 
in the fourth movie of a franchise we've already gotten tired of. And Not plus, that Man From U.N.C.L.E. was that, but... Yeah. When was Men in Black 3? Was that like 07 or something like that? It was, well... 2010? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. It but it has we... been too long for another sequel, right? Like, we talk about this all the time. Yep. Like, if, you, if you're going to keep the franchise going, keep it fresh... Don't wait 10, 12 years. 2012, it came out. Um, but yeah, um, just look at, I, really, who cares if it's a if it's a tired franchise or not? You just look at the movie itself, the trailer itself. Just I was just exhausted watching yeah. it. I love Tessa Thompson too, and yeah, and you. I mean, I'm I'm not even excited to watch this at mm-hmm. all, even though she's in it. Emma Thompson's in this as well. No relation. All Thompsons. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Liam Neeson also in this. There you go. Uh, but uh, they go to London. They go to London. It's That's, yeah, it's London has fallen, men in black style. <laughs> uh, then there is Shaft. Oh, God bless us. Uh, this is weird to me. It's okay. very weird. Yeah, so first off, it's a comedy more than it's an action film. So sort of way different from the original and then the remake that came out in like 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh Richard Roundtree is back, yes. but I believe in the remake, he was playing Uncle John Shaft, and in this one, he's playing the grandfather, or maybe he's still the uncle, and the, but they're calling him John Shaft 1, uh-huh. and they call Samuel Jackson John Shaft 2, and uh-huh. then the other guy's John Shaft 3. Um, but uh, yeah, it's more comedy than anything, and it's- uh, why, why did they call this Shaft? I don't know. Because it has name recognition, but but, but Shaft lives, yeah. son of Shaft. Like why? why well, that's the problem. Is that the last three, movie was called Shaft? It's yeah, it's called exactly All Shaft. Three movies are called Shaft. Yeah, I mean that's dumb. That's dumb. But it's, it's even dumber. It's like they're pretending that it nineteen it, years ago didn't happen. It's even dumber to have made this movie. I agree. Uh, but uh, I mean, what it does have going for it is that Tim Story, who does uh, Ride Along and Think Like a Man and Barbershop, he directed this. And um and uh, Jesse T. Usher from Independence Day Two plays the younger. Show. Oh, that was my favorite performance yeah, of that movie. I know, right? Uh, but uh, very very strange movie though coming out. It just it came out of nowhere. I saw that I trailer. Know, man. I was like, really? This is happening? Was that, that was at the beginning of us. I think too, it was. It? Yeah, I think it was. Well, and that's what, nineteen years after the last yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Good Weird. timing, Hollywood. Yeah. I'm sorry. One more of the go for it. Lower releases. I think you guys will potentially enjoy a Jim Jarmusch movie. Is it the zombie one? Yeah, The Dead Don't Die. I'm sure getting a lot of buzz. Yeah, it's got... It's going to open con, con, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. It's a comedy, and when he does comedy, he does it really, really well. Uh, It's got a great cast, too. It's Bill Murray, Chloe Sevigny, Tilda Swinton, uh, Adam Driver, Steve Buscemi, Selena Gomez, Caleb Landry Jones from Get Out, um like the carol kane danny glover tom waits like this potentially could be like his big finally like uh mainstream movie mm-hmm. uh and i'm excited okay <laughs> i i mean even though i'm not a big jim jarmusch fan and and honestly i haven't seen enough of his movies to really say uh that type of thing i generally gravitate towards i yeah, like yeah. zombie movies and especially if you put somebody like jim jarmusch on it yep. i'm gonna watch that because it's gonna be different yep yeah and this uh i still haven't seen that movie that he did with uh uh with adam driver a, a year or two oh ago. yeah but uh i it seems like he's formed a nice because all all these people bill murray tilda swinton tom waits like all these 
are actors that he's worked with before and has has done great stuff with Broken Flowers with Bill Murray is mm-hmm. a great movie. Uh, so yeah, it, it's going to be fun. June twenty first, the big movie coming out is Toy Story four. Fuck it. <sighs> <laughs> look, look in the trailer, like that spork enrages me. Yeah, which just basically just means that anything a kid plays with suddenly gains sentience. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, that. I don't. That's that's a new wrinkle, isn't it? Is the is the dog gonna start talking to the toys? A kid played with the dog. Did <laughs> yeah. that make it into a talkable thing? Yeah, yeah. I, I had questions about that that fork as well because I mean, just it, you put you put two eyes on something and a sort of a mouth, then it becomes it yeah. becomes alive. This is, I mean, I'm at least done listening to anyone who made this movie talking about why they how they only made it because it was a great story. Yeah, I don't want to hear any of that shit. I'm not saying they have to go on Kimmel and say they offered me $20 million to do five minutes of voice work. Of course I said yes. I'm not saying I need that. Just don't go on Kimmel and be like, the heart, we just had to go back one more time. Yeah. These characters demanded it. No, they didn't. You ended it perfect in another unnecessary yeah. movie. And so it was, what was, you know, Toy Story 3 ended perfectly and we didn't need to have, this is the, the, the my, my main problem with this is just, it's that same story again uh beloved toy gets away from the kid then so uh so uh woody has to go on an adventure to make sure that he gets back to the kid and it's that same thing over and over now i do i i will say there is one moment in this trailer where it's like a horror movie almost i think oh yeah yeah, yeah. that looks pretty interesting yeah. and i and and i and i will want to see that and and uh, it is kind of amazing how much the uh animation and everything has has evolved since that first toy story because this one looks really really good yeah Yeah. but exactly what jeremy's saying i'm i i wish they had ended it with three and i know why they made a four this may actually be a good movie but i think we'll all kind of have the same opinion of it regardless right yeah that is not my gripe yeah that's not my gripe yeah Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. Interesting counter programming child's play remake yeah, is coming out. Funny. I think that's actually pretty clever at <laughs> counter programming. I think so too. They they act this is a straight up remake because the kid Andy is back, which mm-hmm. is, you know, Toy Story was a yeah. big uh the protagonist was Andy. Uh but uh this looks like a straight up remake though, with some differences. Mark Hamill's the voice of Chucky this time. That's about the only way you could have done it and not piss people off yeah right yeah exactly <laughs> that's true uh because uh in the past it's been uh brad dorf brad dorf i said fucker <laughs> was that, that fucker name? that asshole <laughs> now there's some i don't know which one this is but there's the, like the guy who created this is pissed about this right uh child's play or is it the the sequels that he's been pissed about all along and this is him one it's one way or the other I don't know. to where where the creator of child's play somehow has been screwed out of something the way i read oh yeah the news yeah don mancini is the guy who created the characters uh but it doesn't look like he's a part of any of this it makes it would make total sense yeah that his creation probably just got stolen from him over the years like it has happened to a lot of people sadly aubrey plaza is in this movie so that's uh that's definitely uh some something that may want make me watch this movie but is it rated r i'm um, yeah uh yeah better yeah. be although it doesn't say on this but I'm, I'm gonna say it probably is the thing about this one the trailer seems to make it uh out like uh chucky is sort of a smart 
uh technology yeah, yeah. that controls a lot of things in the house so it's sort of a comment on that type of technology that's invading our homes that could actually be interesting i was reading about these new star wars lands they're going to open at disneyland and disney world which by the way oh yeah it's going to ruin like harry potter has ruined theme parks because you have to make reservations to go to the Star Wars world. Yep. You only get a four-hour block. The only way to guarantee you can get in at, with a reservation is to book a stay at one of the resort hotels. Oh, really? But I was reading about these little this droid shop where when you go in, your kid can build his own droid, and there's enough to mix and match that it can be very unique. And then much like the wands at Harry Potter World, the droids can interact with the park mm -hmm. as you go through the Star Wars section. I bet you that droid is an extra standalone expense that's like $400. Mm -hmm. Your ticket to get in does not get you a droid. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I went to Harry Potter World. Absolutely. And those wands were like $150 yes, extra. Yes, wow. absolutely. And, and, what, and I remember being underwhelmed at Harry Potter World because there wasn't much to do. My wife loved it uh -huh. because it feels like you're in that world. Sure. That's what Star Wars is going to be. Hmm. Little kids are going to love it. Feels like I'm on Tatooine or whatever. And parents are going to be like, $400 for a fucking droid? <laughs> yep. <Anyway>. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But dead! Yeah. Uh, rounding out June 21st, we have a movie called Anna. Not to be confused with Hannah. Uh, Although... Yes, to be confused. To be confused with, with Hannah. With with Lucy, with Salt, yeah. with Hannah. Oh, I thought it was an uh, Anna and the King remake. No, this, this is, is Luke Besson back to... Son the, of a bitch. Back to the female assassin uh, genre. It's like the only thing he knows how to do. Yeah. Well, the, the, he'll liter the, the trailer says the director of Lucy and the professional. Yeah. <laughs> And they might as well put La Femme Nikita yeah, in there too. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, this one uh, has uh, it's. It looks. It looks decent. It, it looks exactly like Atomic Blonde. Yeah. It has. She's blonde. She. It. It has these long takes mm -hmm. like what happened in Atomic Blonde. Yep. And uh, I, if you put those two together. Like, side by side, I would be hard-pressed to tell you, and they were from the back, like, I would be hard-pressed to tell you which one it is. Mm -hmm. um, Atomic Blonde, I kind of enjoyed, but I don't really need to see another version well, of it. Well, and there, I mean, they, this is this is getting buried. I mean, they, they put it out against Toy Story and Child's Play. Who's the audience after this? I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's got, Helen Mirren is in this oddly heavy makeup in this, and, like, Killian Murphy is playing the government baddie. Mm-hmm. And so if I happen upon this movie later on, I might end up enjoying it. But mm -hmm. Luke Besson, man, has just fallen off. A woman of the face by the name of Sasha Luce plays yeah. Anna. And I wouldn't be surprised like later if I found out that Luke Besson and Sasha Luce were a thing. Because it seems like every time yep. I see, like he does one of these movies, it's like, oh yeah, they're dating. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yep. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Uh, June 28th, Annabelle comes home. This is a really strange release date because now you have Child's Play, which is about a killer doll, coming out the week before this. And now you have the third movie of this series. This brings back Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson as the Warrens. And uh, it's remember, we first saw Annabelle in Conjuring at the right. very end where they go into that room full of, uh, you know, horror props, essentially. Yeah. Um, and uh, they we're back home this time. So this time, the Warrens' like daughter, who's played by McKenna Grace in this. Hmm. Little girl good at math. Little girl good at math. Nice. Uh, nice. Is, uh, is uh, I think, the sort of the main get scared by annabelle person in this and she's also saying that she's gonna have she's she feels like she has the same powers as her mom in this so that's going to be exploring that but i this trailer did nothing for me did you like any of the previous annabelle's no well the first annabelle is garbage (laughs) okay is it the first one that's garbage and the second one is slightly better second one is just above garbage. Okay, okay, okay. Isn't that the same with the Ouija movies? Yeah. I yeah. think so. I don't know if I saw that second Ouija movie, but that first Ouija movie is one of the worst movies. That's, that's the only one I've seen, but I think I've read in several places yeah, yeah. that the second one was actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Origins of Evil. Yeah, just uh, like Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah. The sequel was supposedly <laughs> pretty good, and that sequel was like 10 years later. Was there was like a, a sequel ago. to that? Yeah, and it's pretty good. I didn't ever see that. Yeah, I'll dig up some links for you. It was like okay. a year and a half ago. Did you see it? No, I just re- I read an article when the trailer came out, <laughs> and the trailer was like, hey, they made a sequel to Battle Los Angeles for some reason, <laughs> yeah. and it looks pretty good. <laughs> so, and then I followed the movie, and when so it came weird. out, I think it was well-received by Battle, the three wow. people that Battle saw it. Battle Los Angeles, by the way, has one of my favorite trailers of all time, and it's one of the first, I think, movie trailers that tried that slow version of a known song uh-huh. thing yeah and it's all auto-tuned and everything but yep. it, it the way it was i was like i can't wait to see battle los angeles oh. there's there's a good movie in that in but, that there's a good premise i'm not surprised that a sequel would actually be pretty good yeah because there's something well, that movie in should there. have been good yeah they're, they're, the movie's terrible but there's something in there that is not bad well i remember feeling like it was trying to sell itself as heat with aliens yeah they found right, footage. Like an, yeah, yeah like an la like street crime movie mm-hmm. with aliens yeah, yeah i still think there's room for, maybe the se- i haven't seen it maybe the second one i kind of want to now. but also <laughs> speaking of slow motion songs that godzilla trailer i saw this morning which i'm pretty sure just came out today has somewhere over the rainbow really slowed oh, down. oh really <laughs> like so slowed down that it's almost like in inception well and by the end of it it's not even anybody singing anymore it's just like a boom as the you see like a crash on screen they're trying to time the melody with like explosions and godzilla roaring fire out of his mouth doesn't work (laughs) it doesn't work doesn't work uh but uh one thing that uh one thing that is uh i think true though this conjuring universe is kind of bulletproof right now the curse the curse of la llorona 
uh, made twenty six million domestic over the weekend. What the fuck is that movie? I don't know. I saw a trailer. Is it connected I, to the Conjuring? It universe? is. I did not know that. By the way, by the way, inside baseball here, I did not think there was a Conjuring Universe movie coming out this year because they didn't have anything set up on i was looking at the wikipedia and everything didn't have anything scheduled so then there's this i was going through the schedule and i was like okay there's a horror movie called the curse of la llorona coming out i'll just put the nun there (laughs) and it just so happens that the curse of la llorona is a conjuring that's awesome universe (laughs) movie well and then there's annabelle yeah but then annabelle wasn't scheduled at the time that i scheduled that actually actually what happened was i scheduled it and then i looked at it and they had just announced annabelle comes home uh-huh. and i texted jonathan i was like i think i might move the nun that to there because that'll be a tent pole and everything and he goes well uh, cursely la llorona is a is a uh is a conjuring i was like what it is? i know what the hell <laughs> i didn't <laughs> think i read that there's a conjuring three coming soon yeah i think either so. later in this year or next yeah, year well they've introduced so many damn characters too that haven't even gotten their own movies yet yeah uh i mean uh, i guess if they're making money that's interesting that they're all making money they're that i mean this is i mean i was looking at some i was looking at something we'll get to the we'll get to one of these sequels that i was so curious uh in a minute but uh yeah some of these movies they don't have to make terribly um, a, a lot of money they don't have to make a lot of money because they're only they're only made for like seven to ten sure. million dollars sure uh then there's another movie on uh, june 28th called yesterday which is a about a guy this is that ed sheeran yes, thing that you were talking yes. about but uh no it's about a guy who wakes up and nobody remembers the beatles and he's the only one who does and so he starts singing some Beatles songs and people are like oh that's great that's awesome and it's like that's a perfect song you wrote there and he's like well, i didn't write it it was paul mccartney and john lennon and they're like who's that and so he becomes famous by doing the Beatles songs. I, by the way, I don't think that would happen. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I don't, agree. I don't, I don't think you could make Beatles songs. Like, let, you don't have any idea Beatles exist. Somebody day came out with Beatles songs. It wouldn't be a big deal. It wouldn't be a big deal. Certainly wouldn't be as big as the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I am on board with what the movie is going to tell us. However, yeah. yes, the movie looks fun. Danny Boyle directed this. This looks hilarious. This looks like a lot of fun, man. Um, the, the guy, uh, who was the the main guy? It's I think it's Himesh Patel. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy, the main guy is super engaging. Ana Diarmos is in this. Ooh. Looking a, a strange version of herself yeah. still beautiful obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kate mckinnon is in this your boy ed sheeran mm-hmm. is in here mm-hmm. and uh i got all kinds of like giggly and happy during this trailer i like a good high concept yeah it really ultimately depends because if the movie has something interesting to say about humanity i could love it yeah. if the movie has really just wants to say the beatles are great then i'm gonna have a problem with it, it. doesn't it does <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It it doesn't seem like they're doing that. But you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) It's definitely going to say that. (laughs) I just don't want it to only be saying that. I I agree. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like Danny Boyle is is trustworthy enough. Like if at the end of the movie, the Beatles, the real Beatles come out. (laughs) Like, oh, you're playing our songs wrong. Well, Uh, there is a point where he's on a talk show. I think it's James Corden. Yeah. And uh, he's like... There are two people here who say that you stole the stole the songs. Let's see what they have to say about this. And I am wondering if that's John Lennon and Paul McCartney, yeah, who one aren't person, famous, yeah. coming out. One person doesn't have 
shoes on, and that was the famous Abbey Road, Paul is dead type mm, of thing. Yeah. yeah. Ah, Christ. Uh, yeah. I, but you know what? One of these what? days, we need to go down Danny Boyle's uh, really IMDb do. and figure out if if he's losing his way. I'm fascinated he, by his choices. Yeah. He surprises me. I, it's, it's an interesting sounding movie. Well, a lot of these, these British comedies like this are always seem to be engaging and, and fun. Yeah. Pirate Radio, Calendar yeah. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those type of things are, I mean, this is going to be fun. I yeah. Think. yeah, it looks like it. Uh, July 3rd, Midsummer. What? There's a oh. horror movie called Midsummer, which is Ari Aster, who directed Hereditary. It looks awesome. It does. It looks Wicker Man-ish, but not bad Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Original Wicker Man. <laughs> original yeah, Wicker yeah. Man. Uh, and it has this interesting white widescreen bar thing. Uh-huh. Where it's it it's almost like he said he's saying to himself, I don't want to do the black bars. Because I want everything to look bright and spring and everything. And if I make it, if I put black in there, it won't look like that totally. Interesting. So he puts white bars on the top and bottom of the screen. Uh, Hereditary is one of those movies. When I first watched it, I I was like, I love everything except the ending to this. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of the same way today, but I like the movie better than I did when I first watched it. I'm there for this, for this movie. It looks so. It's good. gonna be. It's gonna be weird, man. It's gonna it looks, be. It looks so creepy. And you're right. The palette is unlike anything that you would see in a horror movie. You don't see bright colors in a horror movie, except for Wicker Man. Yeah, right? yeah. The original uh-huh. one, because it was all out in the open, and that's what made it fucking creepy. Everybody's smiling. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, you know, in their in their cult head, basically, right? And then yeah. it, this. This makes it very clear that this is an unusual set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. You have to be like blindfolded to walk into this village and everything. I am psyched about this movie. All right. Uh, the big movie coming out July 3rd is Spider-Man Far From Home. Yay! Yay! I'm excited. I uh, I want to go back to this, not necessarily MCU, it will be MCU, but I want to go back to this world. I want to go back to this Peter Parker, and um, I'm curious to see... I like the idea of him going international because almost all Spider-Man images that we have, at least from film, are New York centric. And mm-hmm. you know, the Empire State Building is almost synonymous with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But here he's going to be in London where they have the the Thames, and he's going to be <laughs> in other European cities where they don't have the Thames. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited. I wonder if they shot this movie at the same time as Men in Black International because... You know, that's another series that was only in New York for a while, and, and now they went to go both to one, Sony, both Sony. Mm, and I'm wondering if <laughs> they only rent one plane. Well, like, yeah, like <laughs> it, it wouldn't. I, I'm cynical enough these days to think, oh, they're making Spider-Man in London. Hey, while we're at it, yeah, we'll just make Men in Black in London, dude. Yeah. And it, if if there's a Thor cameo in Spider-Man, oh it yeah, will definitely, or a Valkyrie, oh, cameo. or a Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it's interesting that uh, Kevin Feige mm-hmm. came out a couple days ago and said that he he views Far From Home as the end of Phase Three. Rather than the beginning of Phase Four, pretty sure he said the exact opposite a year ago. But also, why do I? Why do we care? Well, he also did the same fucking thing about Ant Man being the end of Phase Two. Yeah, after fucking Age of Ultron, it's. Mm. I. I think what it is is they're 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 as successful as they have been. 
they're still figuring it out as they go. Yes. yes. And so I think sometimes they have to back walk certain things that they've said. And there's probably at one point, maybe there was some some element of far from home that was going to be a catalyst for something moving forward. And it's they t- edited that out so it doesn't fit in tone. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Fury is definitely in far from home, right? Yes. yes, and Iron Man is conspicuously absent in these trailers. Iron Man is conspicuously absent. So we, and it definitely takes place after Endgame. It has to. Yeah, and I think he's come out and said that. Do you guys? I haven't. I'm heard. still seeing some bullshit conspiracy theories that this takes place before Infinity War. That would it'd be such a weird shoehorn into the timeline. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Here's what's happened. If you. Okay, Endgame is already out. I haven't seen it as I say this. Tony's going to die or retire at the Uh, end of this movie. uh And that's why he's not mentoring Peter in Far From Home. And it's a perfect opportunity for Nick Fury and or uh, Colby Smulders to come in there. And I think Happy's shown in the trailer somewhere. He's going to have some new mentors. So what I'm saying is that it's so weird that they tip their hand about Fury coming back after Endgame, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's well, just it's just weird about Spider-Man coming well, back yeah. after Endgame. Spider-Man's dissolved too. No, I understand that, but like we knew about this before. We knew about this movie before Infinity War came out. Yes, and but we didn't know that Fury was in there. So I'm I'm just yes. saying that uh, the whole marketing, the whole thing is just weird. I wish they had waited to put a trailer out until Honestly, after Endgame. If you we know? didn't, if we didn't know any of their plans after Infinity War, I think Infinity War's big moments would have played a lot better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't need my advice. No. But, I mean, wait on the trailer. If the fucking Ad Astros waited for on the trailer yeah. until a month out. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait on a trailer until after Endgame so you don't, like, tip your hand one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, July 12th is a strange week. Um, there were two movies that I saw on here that didn't even have trailers. And then there's a movie called Stuber, uh, that, uh, it looks like central intelligence slash right along. It looks got awful. Dave Batista and, uh, Kumail Nanjani in it. Nanjani is an Uber driver who picks up Batista and then Batista is going around and like beating a whole bunch of bad guys asses. Yeah. And Nanjani gets caught up in it and yeah we've seen this before yeah we have uh the two movies that didn't have trailers that i saw one's called 21 bridges but it was called 17 bridges what is up with that <laughs> like the poster says 17 how do you bridges. make a movie that's going to be called 17 bridges and then you go wait a minute there's four more <laughs> well, <laughs> don, don didn't count correctly gene <laughs> fire don yeah well, do we know anything about its plot? Do we have a synopsis uh, anywhere? So, no. Is it 21 um, Bridges of Madison County? <laughs> uh, it's got Chadwick Boseman, Taylor Kitsch, J.K. Simmons, Sienna Miller. Uh, the guy who directed it has directed a whole bunch of uh, HBO Showtime series um, stuff. And, like, good stuff. Game of Thrones and uh, Dexter and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, no trailer and I couldn't see any, I think it's about a, I think it's about a cop who's disgraced NYPD cop or something like that. Uh, and he has to, he has to make amends. Is there any chance that some stupid marketing executives said, change it from 17 to 21. So some people would think it's 21 jump street. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's and remember, uh, remember uh, the the distinguished gentleman, yeah. <laughs> where Eddie Murphy just <laughs> just took the name of the yeah. previous Congress. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, the other day, I was going through a Walmart Blu-ray section, and there was a movie called Clover something. It wasn't about it wasn't Cloverfield or anything like that. But I was putting the words together, and I was like, Clover, blah blah. That, none of this makes sense. <laughs> I'm wondering if they wanted to have that movie next to Cloverfield <laughs> in the Blu-ray bin, and people go, "Oh, that must be part of the Cloverfield <laughs> Clover Valley." I mean, yeah. nothing sounds too insane to me anymore. <laughs> really, this uh, it almost sounds like a, a, a state in Maine type of thing, right? Where they're yeah. like, "We got to pull out the 17 bridges." <laughs> <laughs> Four bridges got built after we filmed, so we got to change it to 21. Another movie that has no trailer, but I do know what this is about. It's called Crawl. It has uh, Kaya Scudelario or Scott Scudelario. She's mm. in uh, the all those uh, Maze Runner movies, and she's in one of the Pirates movies. Ah. Uh, uh, and uh, Barry Pepper. Uh, <laughs> it's a her- it's a hurricane movie. It's a uh, and uh, the, the IMDb is like a hurricane a, a woman must battle flooding in her house and also alligators. <laughs> and, oh, this is the alligator movie. Have you seen a trailer for this? I thought I did. I, I didn't. Um, but yeah, Alexandra Aja. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Aya. Aya. <laughs> I think, like, I, don't know. I, I, think uh, I was talking to Jonathan not too long ago. He's excited for this movie. Yeah. There's and maybe the modern horrors guys wrote about it. Like, there's hype for this movie. Okay. Um, because Aja. Aya. I don't, yeah, we don't know. He did high tension, right? Yep. And he did uh, American. He, he did uh, Hills Have Eyes, I think. Hills Have Eyes, yeah. Um, um, uh, he did Horns and Piranha 3D, Hills Have Eyes, and Mirrors. Yeah, Mirrors. All right, so maybe I shouldn't be. Well, <laughs> he. I think he's got a distinguished career overseas, and yeah. then he came over here, and they started giving him stupid ass shit like Mirrors. But, uh, but yeah, I didn't see a trailer, so yeah, it sounds kind of stupid. It sounds almost like a, a hurricane survival film. Yeah. But if it's a horror movie, then maybe maybe there's something. Yeah, it's a horror. Especially, it's called Crawl. Maybe there's a dynamic to Mm -hmm. this avoiding hurricanes and alligators where they have to crawl everywhere. Yep. Uh, July nineteenth is The Lion King, and yeah, it looks exactly note for note the animated film. I love how the headline yesterday on a couple different sites, but all based on the same interview, was the director of The Lion King promises that the film holds surprises for you. Just like <laughs> when you have to give that interview, you've marketed poorly. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I doubt your surprise. I mean, your surprises are going to be like that one bug is blue instead of green, but could Timon they, still eats it. Could they uh, get away with making like decent changes to this? Oh, you mean would they be given too much hell if they did? Yeah. What if Favreau went yeah. in there and said like, you know, obviously not like you know, Scar's going to win or anything like right. that. But say like he he made some some interesting. Ch- I don't even know what you would do along the Let's way. Let's kill his mom instead of Mufasa. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no, they couldn't get away with that. Yeah, but that's part of that's part of the problem it, with a, these absolutely. live action remakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that we are we are already connected to these stories to the point where if you do make changes, we will be upset that you tinkered with a beloved thing. But if you don't make changes, then what's the fucking point? Yeah, it's not like Beauty and the Beast did anything. But different. it said it did. It tries to act like it did. It said that it it cut down on the Stockholm syndrome thing. But like, really? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Right. She falls in love with him all the same. You right. know. 
So yeah, now I, it's gonna look awesome. It probably will. But yeah, I think I will. I will not be watching this in theaters. No, yeah, me neither. Um, and I, I, I have a. I mean, I. It's not like the animated Lion King is something that, uh, you know, I I pop in every every year and and love it and everything. But I'm very connected to that original Lion King just mm. because of being an usher back in the day. I used to watch Lion King ton, like just huge sections of Lion King all the time. And there's so many like powerful, like the music is perfect and, and the way they, that, that opening is perfect. And that, you well, know, plus we were still teenagers. Yeah. We were all still young enough to, I think, have a little childlike magic at a great movie. Like mm-hmm. that. And especially that opening number, it looked so photorealistic. And this was before an age of computer generated graphics looking even remotely good. And they're like, people's hands drew that. Yeah. And yeah. it looks like, video like it was jaw-dropping yeah and how just how bold that opening is just for a just no words just a just a song and then just like this is the movie you're about to see boom lion king yeah yeah and they they were very bold and 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 knew what they had on their hands with this thing uh yeah i'm i i can't i cannot get excited about this movie nope uh donald glover is simba though and she would tell edufor is scar well, and that's this is another thing, honestly. <laughs> if I have a reputation for getting angry about tiny little things that mean nothing, it's probably earned. Drives me crazy that they cast James Earl Jones again, yeah. but didn't keep any of the other voice actors. Well, when yeah. a great many of them are still alive and able, like Jeremy Irons was a fine scar. Yeah, I yeah. think I think in this case they were making a concerted effort to make sure that there were people of color in the in the in this story. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason why I think that James Earl Jones basically had to stay. And then, and then yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't watch this if Matthew brought, I mean, Matthew Broderick playing Simba again. I don't No, I'm not. I'm not advocating to bring everyone back. I'm advocating to not bring James Earl Jones back. If you're telling me a new story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the I, voice of the dad who's going to die and inspire my main character is the same. Yeah. Like I, w- I could go for Morgan Freeman as Lufasa's voice. Yeah, but it's one of those. I think that's one of those cases where James Earl Jones is still alive, and why give it to somebody else at this <laughs> point? Because it's he's so well, like everybody else in that movie. Do you really relate to their other than Jeremy Irons? Do you really relate their voice to those characters that much? Maybe no. maybe Nathan Lane. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I guess I guess it's I'm seeing the casting of James Earl Jones. As I see what you're saying. That we don't need this movie. I see what mm-hmm. you're saying as well. I'm just saying that I, I think if you're making this movie and then you decide not to cast James Earl Jones, you're making a financial mistake, probably. Mm. Well, it's like if they okay, if Robin Williams were still with us, mm-hmm. would he be playing the genie in the live action Aladdin this summer? <sighs> I don't think so. No. No, I think I think it would still be Will Smith. I mean, if you're going to do live action, I, I mean, there's only a certain amount of. Makeup I feel like that he, could he do. is as connected to that genie character by voice as James Earl Jones is to. Mufasa. I agree. That's why this Aladdin's going to suck ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, July 26th, a very surprise sequel, The Boy Two, the first boy movie. <laughs> I don't even know what the, the boy, first boy is. Yeah, there was the first The Boy movie that came out about two years ago. Uh, made $35 million. And I was like, looking this up, I was like, I don't remember this being a hit. Hmm. And again, this is what I was talking about with Annabelle earlier. 
the movie was made for 10 million it made 35 and it made uh, i don't know if it made much foreign but uh that's just enough to make another movie it's a horror movie right? yeah it's a horror movie uh the boy you know this <laughs> the boy they're too. also calling it brahms colon the boy too i don't know why brahms is in this um <laughs> okay but brahms uh but composer yeah i think so uh the uh but the the you know the, the first boy is about uh let's see the an american nanny is shocked that her new english family's boy is actually a life-size doll another doll it's another doll movie it <laughs> My is another God, doll man. movie there's three fucking har- there's three <laughs> fucking killer doll movies coming out that's wild in the same summer in the same summer that would be flabbergasting in the same five-year period right <laughs> it, it, i mean even if it turns out at the end of the original boy it's like pinocchio and he's like a real boy or some shit it's still fucking that's the theme of the summer it's like the two years ago it was boys little boys running around the jungle right this time this it's little boys killing <laughs> killing fools yeah uh the big movie coming out on july 26th is once upon a time in hollywood take my money yeah i do not think it's gonna make a ton of money though it's gonna make mine his mo- his movies almost never like go gangbusters mm-hmm. right well like a hundred million would be a a really good tarantino performance. Rec- oh, totally. recent tarantino does do gangbusters okay uh i think django and glorious bastards both made over 100 million hmm. uh both were big hits uh this this movie should follow suit I just mean. from the cast and the subject matter mm-hmm. and um i'm i'm curious to see what he's come up with that uh, trailer sucks ass though I, uh, it didn't, that trailer didn't exactly reel me in, but the trailers for Tarantino oh, movies never. You like the trailer? I love the trailer. No, I didn't like that trailer. I guess I uh, maybe I just. Uh, is there more than one? Did I watch the wrong trailer? Uh, I just watched the first one. Maybe there's. I, I don't. I think there's only one. Yeah, but I liked it. Yeah, I was in. I know it's. I I figure it's going to be a good movie. There are obviously a hierarchy of Tarantino movies in my mind, but even the worst one. I would say maybe my least favorite is Django. Uh, I still very much like. So even if this is at the very bottom of his list, I'm still probably going to like it. Yeah. I, my point was simply that I don't think it's going to make superhero money. I don't think it's going to make no. $250 million. No, I, I don't think Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio are going to pull new people to Tarantino I don't, films. I don't mm. think he's expected to make that kind of money. But it'll it, it should because... Uh, Inglorious Bastards made 120 million domestic, and uh, Django made 162. I would expect it to make around in the middle of that somewhere, hmm. uh, but maybe not. Maybe not. It could be. He. I mean, these movies may not. Ha- this movie may not have the same kind of appeal those other two did. But we've been hearing about this forever. I feel like everybody. When was Hateful Eight? Oh, um, 2014, 15. It was earlier. I think it was 2015 uh so it's it's been a minute since he's yeah hateful eight now now hateful eight didn't make that much didn't he always say he was gonna make 10 movies yeah that's what he said and this yeah. is number nine right mm-hmm. yeah he said something about that that was that hateful eight made 54 so wow. but that one didn't have the same kind of appeal mm-hmm. um but yeah he said something like that uh when uh this was that um that thing where i was like this is how media twists stuff a lot of times uh there was a uh a, a clickbait basically uh headline that says quentin tarantino says death proof's gotta be the worst movie i've ever made and uh and i went and looked at the video and he goes 
he goes uh you know he wants to he wants to make a, a solid body of work uh by the time he retires and he does, he doesn't want to make that many movies and everything and he's like death proof out of that group has to be the worst one that oh. i've made and, and meaning i never want to make one that's not better than that. right but the, that is a twist yeah god you know media. what's you know what's funny about once upon a time in hollywood of all the people that are cast in this samuel l jackson is not one of them yeah but you know he could still be a, a cameo that's not credited yet i guess it's possible he just i mean he's, he's just so he's he could in. he could also be busy as fuck like you know he's been in he's gonna be in three movies by the time this one comes well, out he wasn't in inglorious bastards that's true yeah he's not in he's, he's wasn't not in, in all, kill bill. he's not in all the tarantino yeah. he was in um, kill bill volume two it's not like he's ron howard clint howard what was he in he's kill the bill piano two? player that's right yeah no i mean i'm just saying like especially recently Django, hateful eight um and i guess inglorious bastards was before that but like just seems like he's attached to the hip and you'd think he would be one of the zillions of people that are in this movie yeah uh and he could still be uh july 31st dora and the city of lost gold there you go that uh isabella monet is her name she was in transformers the last night the girl that was in that good for her uh is playing dora she's also an instant family yeah she's she's adorable yeah uh but uh i don't get it adorable but i don't i don't i don't get is there is there going to be there's not gonna this isn't gonna make a lot of money i don't think i, I mean that's a, such a big property there it, it is but do kids these days watch dora yes do they mm-hmm. i thought i but, thought this was more like 10 years ago it's, it's been around for a while but they still love them some dora. but the ones that i know it's a cartoon mm-hmm and I have read some backlash about the live actioning of this thing, and well, they like aged her up to like a junior Laura yeah. Croft. Yes, and yes. that's I think what that's going to be troubling for. That's people. That's the thing. Oh, it it looks yeah. like Indiana Jones Tomb Raider type movie, but for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's supposed to be like what eight to ten yeah, or something somewhere like that in, there. The, in the show. Um, August second, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Jaw god fucking damn it! <laughs> right, <laughs> Fast and Furious. Do we need them to present Hobbs and Shaw? I guess we probably you do, do because there are going to be people out there who are like, is that fast and furious or what? Yep, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Yeah. I honestly, I, part of me wants this to kick all the ass so that at least behind some closed door, the rock can turn to Vin Diesel and say, suck it. Um, because, so you fall on the rock side of the rock Vin Diesel feud, right? Well, only, only because. Well, yes. Uh, but <laughs> everything that I have read has painted Vin Diesel as the pouty, diva-ish, ah. showed up to set late. And The Rock, even before he ever name-dropped anything, was like referring to, I love all my cast members and crew members that showed up every day on time and worked hard and blah, 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 and grind. Like it was, It's always been about, to him about professionalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I'll take his side over. I don't really want to take either one of their sides, uh, but I'll take his over Vin Diesel. Yes. But I also don't want this movie to do well because I want this franchise to die. <laughs> it will never die. It's an interesting uh, release date for Fast and Furious. Uh, this is the latest in the year of Fast and Furious movies ever yeah. come out. Uh, Usually they come out in May, don't they? April, even. Yeah. Uh, the last few have come out in April uh i believe i'm trying to think if fate of the fear i think fate of the furious also came out in april when they started coming back with this more oceans 11 style 
or or I guess James Bond style type of uh, Fast and Furious. I believe all of them have been basically been April. So this is August second. This is typically the the last big summer weekend is August second. This is the weekend of Guardians of the Galaxy and the Sixth Sense and stuff like that in the past. So it's got it. It does have a release date that has succeeded in the past. But um, it, I mean, it's um, I mean, I, I I don't want it to do great either. Uh, but it's 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 positioned to do well. Yeah. Well, and they straight up injected him with magic sauce, <laughs> Idris Elba. And this latest trailer, he says the phrase, "I'm Black Superman." There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And we've always joked in Sin's videos about how they treat these characters as superheroes. Yeah. And a lot of people have always joked about how these movies eventually, inevitably, are going to go to space. Yeah. yeah. And I, as well. I think we've already ticked off the superhero box. Yep. Let's bring in a T-Rex. Let's put everybody on a rocket. Mm-hmm. Get them all up there on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Let's cross over Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Universe. I, I, meets Fast and Furious I presents. I know, Jeremy. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that comes out. I, I, I never understood the uh, appeal of these two characters, Hobbs and Shaw. No. Remember how they made that a thing when they were in the prison together mm-hmm. and they were like yelling at each other? But that's all they did. That's all they did. It was chip at each other. And it was pretty lazy writing. Yeah. And I just, I was like, say, so really? They're really trying to make this a thing. Like even back then, they're really trying to make this a, a relationship we care about. And mm-hmm. some people do. Yeah. Uh, they think they've got like, they've harnessed some kind of tango and cash magic yeah when in reality tango and cash wasn't really that good <laughs> yeah also coming out august 2nd i guess we could call this the 11th x-men movie the yeah. new mutants uh, but it's more horror movie uh, and so we have bright burn uh-huh. we have dark phoenix and we have this all looking at the dark side of uh, of mutation is and- this the one with Maisie Williams? Yes. Then I read yesterday, this movie may not be coming out at all. It's They may have shelved it. It's well, already been, what, it's already been two, moved back. two and a half years or something? Yeah, like it was supposed to come out last year. Then it was supposed to come out in April of this year. And now it's on this August. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it got moved. By the way, we are in the period of the calendar where things are going to be moving mm-hmm. all over the places. And even those but, movies we had where the trailers aren't even available, they may not be. But the trailer they put out a year ago for this new Mutants looked like ass. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a... Oh, it's did a, you think so? Yes. I remember really liking that trailer. Okay, well, maybe I watched the wrong trailer. I saw a trailer and I was like, that looks like bad heroes shit, like the TV show Heroes. Hold on. I think there are two trailers and there is one... That is ass, and there's one that's good. All right, well, I need to see the good one if I'm going to get it. I'll, I'll look that up, but yeah, I was actually super like ready to see this movie. Yeah, it looks pretty decent. Back in, what, October of 2017 or something yeah. like that is when this trailer came out. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not optimistic that this is ever going to come out. We also have Anya Taylor-Joy in this movie. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it just looks like a different kind of quote-unquote superhero movie where it's a horror movie but we will have seen brightburn by yep. this time too uh august 9th um artemis fowl which is uh it's a disney property that i don't think has any chance at all yeah it's, it's directed a, it's based, by kenneth Branagh. yeah kenneth Branagh. uh there's a there's a bunch of books for artemis fowl mm-hmm. and i don't know what it's about uh but they're they're popular enough i think uh, but I, 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 this is one of those things I remember I've, I've heard this name Artemis Fowl before. I thought it was something from like 
the 40s or something yeah, but yeah this yeah. Is, came out in 2001 yeah so i i mean i've at least heard of this before but coming out august 9th i don't i don't know it looks like all uh, mortal engines or any of those type of bullshit movies but you're right like this is the family stuff that should be at least placed in the middle of the summer mm-hmm. it's got a much better chance of doing something and you know you get a pedigree of like of, of kenneth Branagh and everything and you know, a decent amount of Josh Gad and Judy Dench and Hong Chow and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But uh, probably going to be shitty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we were, uh, when uh, Greg Sestero, was, we were interviewing Greg Sestero, we were wondering where Tom Shadyak went. And oh, he yeah. is directing a movie called Brian Banks. Yeah. Which is about an NFL player who was accused of rape, but I, be- but, but I, but I guess it was this time he actually didn't do it. That's the twist on the NFL uh thing but no he didn't do it and it ruined his career uh and tom's a real guy yeah i think it is i think it is brian banks do we remember this guy uh i don't remember it but i don't know uh it's definitely not brian's song what <laughs> brian's song remember that one? oh ryan's song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it ryan's song or is it brian's song it's brian's song it's Brian's song. Um, uh, n- no trailer for that and then there's scary story stories yeah scary stories to tell in the dark have you did you ever read these oh hell yeah okay i didn't and i feel like i've missed something in my childhood because this is something that i've heard a lot of people my age talk about yeah uh, it's uh scary stories i don't think it was rl stein no um, it was um god you know what though i think they're doing the same thing as they did with goosebumps with this movie i think they are too where the where the author's work actually exists in the world and it's it's stephen gamble was the uh, i'm sorry alvin schwartz was the yeah alvin schwartz yeah and uh and stephen gamble was the illustrator uh i always uh preferred this to goosebumps and to the rl stein stuff and all that stuff uh because they were genuinely scary they were just written kinetically like mm-hmm. yeah, really you wanted to turn the page you know it, but it wasn't like it didn't cross the line obviously into like actual terror or anything like that but it was a nice bridge to like stephen king stuff involvement like with the uh, guillermo del toro in this he i think he wrote the screenplay or came up with a story oh. or produced or something like that but Ooh. uh yeah it looks like sort of your your kid-friendly horror but uh-huh. scarier than normal yeah, yeah, yeah but with a clock in the walls with a clock in the walls <laughs> uh and then there's a really weird indie looking movie called the kitchen but it's got a wide release currently on box office mojo yeah i've got a different the kitchen i okay. the kitchen uh, that i saw is elizabeth moss donald gleason melissa mccarthy the wives of new york gangsters in hell's kitchen in the 70s okay. continue to well then i looked up the wrong trailer then let's talk about that kitchen so this is it. It almost looks like a version of Widows, um, like, oh, yeah? like almost uh, like a '70s set version of wid- uh, Widows, and it looks really good. This was uh, Andrea Burloff is directing and wrote, but it's yeah Elizabeth Moss, Tiffany Haddish, your girl Margot Mar- Martindale, oh, yeah. Donald Gleason. Like uh, it seems very very interesting. Um, actually, I think this maybe a studio yeah it does have it does have a widow's kind of uh look to it yeah the imdb is the wives of new york gangsters in hell's kitchen in 1970s continue to operate their husband's rackets after they've locked up in prison after they're locked up in prison um yeah yeah this looks interesting to me there's no trailer that i saw but it looks very interesting okay i don't know why that kitchen came up first then there was no trailer was there a trailer for this other Mm -hmm. one i didn't see it okay uh august 14th 
Angry Birds movie too. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. Yeah. Oh fuck! What, what are we doing? And there's a tra- there's a trailer for this, but yeah, it looks terrible. Fuck. Uh, then there's a, a movie called Blinded by the Light. Uh, Wrapped uh, up like a deuce. Yeah, man. Oh, oh this night? is interesting, actually. Did, have you read about this? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm trying to remember if I saw a trailer, but but uh, but Gurinder Shada, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Uh-huh. But she did um, uh, Bend It Like Beckham. Right, right, right. Yeah, and uh, A.R. Rahman, who did the uh, music for Slumdog Millionaire, mm. is is doing this too. It's an Indian kid who, uh, or a Muslim Indian kid, uh, that grew up with an obsession with Bruce Springsteen, and goes on to become like a like a rock journalist and stuff like that. But with all this Springsteen knowledge, it looks very interesting. Oh, uh, okay, <laughs> uh, August sixteenth. <laughs> I just imagine, just imagine being a guy with money mm-hmm. and somebody comes to you and says i want to make a movie about an indian muslim kid that's obsessed with bruce springsteen mm-hmm. <laughs> like who how do you i don't think that was the entirety of the elevator pitch i'm though. sure it wasn't <laughs> but that's all i got sorry yeah, I, didn't, kinda, I didn't do a good job no it is it is kind of weird how some of these movies get made uh, sometimes but eh, you know august 16th 47 meters down, uncaged. Uncaged. They're naked this time. So is this the third one? It's the second. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, The first one made uh, 44 million and had Mandy Moore in it. And this one has none of the original cast, I don't think. Did you see the first one? I did not. I I was interested in the first one. And I think it got decent buzz i don't know you know what the ratings were and everything but it was originally 17 meters <laughs> yeah that's right they, 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 they had a poster but then they had to change it right 30 extra release. meters i typically like these kinds of movies uh i don't think i'll be going to see uncaged but it's pretty i mean i don't know i can't remember when that first 47 meters down went but i know that the meg was released last year in august and I would, I'm, I, I have a feeling like, oh, look, the shark movie did well in August. Let's put out this shark movie. Uh, it probably coincides with that fucking Shark Week on Discovery too. Yeah, right? it might. It I bet might. you it's that same month as when they do Shark Week. Yeah, it's right down the middle. Fifty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, five point six on IMDb for the first one. For the first one, yeah. yeah. Do you get a release date on that first one? Uh, June sixteenth. Yeah, I didn't think it was an August movie, so yeah. They did this whole like cynical. Well, the Meg did well in August. Let's do this too. Yep. Then uh, Good Boys. We we talked about Good Boys a little bit when uh, um, the other movie that I can't remember right now. Uh, Booksmart. Booksmart, Booksmart uh, has the exact same super bad. This time it's smaller kids though, including Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, this is uh, right at at my son's age. Yeah. And I I love this trailer. This trailer is great. Have you seen? Did you see the trailer that started off with Seth Rogen talking to the three kids? Yes. yes. Okay. That yeah, yeah. is that is funny. That's the Red Band trailer. The Red Band trailer. That, he goes. He goes. Uh, it's just, uh, sorry, kids. I got some bad news for you. You can't watch this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're like, they're like, wow, that's that. Why not? And he's like, well, because there's smoking and drinking and a lot of bad language in it. You can't do it. And he's like, that's fucking. That fucking sucks. And he goes, he's. You're right. It does fucking suck. And he's like, even though you can say that type of thing, you can't watch yourself sing. <laughs> it's uh yeah it was funny i was just having a conversation with my kid yesterday mm-hmm. about like i was like you're starting to hear some crazy language in school aren't you and he's like oh yeah <laughs> and i was like yep shit but this movie gives me a little bit of relief because 
it sh- it shows the last shot of this trailer is uh they're like they're trying to figure something out and so they go to the computer and they're like what do we search for and you see like giant letters p o r n and their reaction is what <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's nice to to see i like how he misspells it at first too it's oh, yeah. like p o r d um then there's a movie called The Informer, which is, it looks like a Donnie Brasco type of movie where they send this guy. It's not the biopic of Snow, the rapper? <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be so great. I would watch two hours of that. He'll lick your bum bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, The Informer actually does look very interesting to me. Uh, but yeah, they, they send a guy into jail to uh, take down this drug dealer guy who's basically running his operation. I might be confusing this with that Elchich, uh, whatever movie that was. No, there. you're right. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, who is the, the guy? This, the, Joel, Re- Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman, who was in Suicide Squad, which is ridiculous. But Ana Diarmos is, is in this mm-hmm. one, too. Um, and Clive Owen and Rosamund Pike play his like puppeteers mm-hmm. and it looks like they go sideways really fast yep. it looks it looks like a jeremy movie honestly <laughs> uh then there's a is it play mobile or play mobile play mobile play mobile the movie which is their own lego movie essentially Yay. what is play mobile it's exactly like lego only it's like duplo basically fuck yeah uh but they're making their own movie here and it's uh comes out in august and then there is Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Richard Linklater uh, directs Kate Blanchett and Billy Crudup. Uh, Kate Blanchett is this, uh, I guess, happy housewife who disappears. It's yep. not like Gone Girl, though. It's right. more more like she just wants to go out. They don't know where she is, so the father and daughter go try to find her. That's the Yes, and we crux. did this. Uh, we mentioned this movie in at least our spring preview or maybe our winter preview. Oh, yeah. This I remember seeing this name. come out forever ago. Oh, really? Uh, so it may not be good. Not a good sign. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then finally, uh, rounding out the summer, August 23rd, uh, these movies may not even come out at this point. But remember when we were talking about whether or not they were going to make another has fallen movie yeah angel has fallen that's right poor angel this this is not only a ripoff of its own franchise it's also a ripoff of air force one because the angel is referring to air force one i thought it was referring to gerard butler's character (laughs) he basically Mm -hmm. is an angel Mm -hmm. at this point but yeah, no. This is this is this takes is place on Air Force. This is like the Taken Three of this of this series. Yeah. Yes, he's because gonna, go ahead. Well, because he's he's going to be he's going to be accused of something, and he has to go find the people who did it. Yep. So it's taken. And three. there's going to be a part where he jumps over a fence, and it takes thirteen cuts. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. And then somebody's going to make a gif of it and put it on Reddit and steal that joke. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That was that. Somebody steal that. We we said it before anyone. Well, yeah, and then yes, that has been. I've seen it posted and gone on the first page of Reddit four different times. Because uh, that that joke is just ah 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 ah. Yeah, they didn't steal that. It's just that the title will be. It takes eleven cuts for this three second jump over a fence, and then it'll be a gif of that scene. Uh, but they that person clearly got it from us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? And then there's a movie called Overcomer, which is some sort of religious themed cross country movie. Mm. <laughs> it's it's about a guy who climaxes too hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he has to go to pray the seriously, dude. I... <laughs> He's an overcomer. <laughs> 
You know, he's always been a bit of an overcomer. <laughs> like the Seinfeld episode we lost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Close talker, he's an overcomer. Right. <laughs> it could all it could go it, it could go so many ways. It could be a guy who ejaculates too hard. It could also be a guy who always has to come over somebody. <laughs> Oh shit! On that note, <laughs> um, no, seriously, I, I, I don't. I'm not bagging on anybody's religion. These movies look awful every single time. They do, man. They, they do. It's they, 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 they don't obviously get the best of actors in these things. <laughs> and then the story themselves, it's always like, oh, how are we going to overcome this? Oh, I know. Let's pray. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, ultimately, one day we should have, like, an actual real discussion about about these movies, but, but they're not made to be films. They're made... Propaganda. Propaganda, for lack of a better phrase. They're yeah. made as uh, as testimonies, as, uh, as uh, religious experiences rather than films. They're seen as witnessing, mm -hmm. right? And so it's always going to stop short of the level of film quality that Hollywood's going after, because Hollywood's not trying to make you a Christian. Mm -hmm. Hollywood's just trying to entertain you, and so they're making a movie. Then the, these these religious films are trying to p push forth a message first yep. and be a movie second, and that's why they always kind of feel hollow. And they find a way to make these, you know, make get audiences out, because that movie Breakthrough that came out this yep. past weekend made $11 million. It did, but they did. They also marketed the shit out of that movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it was... um. It was uh, on YouTube a whole bunch. I saw it on IMDb a couple of places. Yeah. It's got some name actors in yeah, it. Yeah, the one one chick from uh, This Is Us is in it. Yeah, and uh, this is our life on TV. Yeah, <laughs> with a fire. But uh, but yeah, you know, uh, uh, sorry to be cynical about that. I'm sure some of you guys like that, like those type of movies. I, you know, hey, but, do your thing. But man. The, every time I'm like, God, this seems so phony to me. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, well that's our summer preview. Anything yeah. out of this group that we're dying to see? Well, the MCU, or well, the Marvel movies, yeah. obviously. Endgame, I probably, like you said, or I'm super excited for. Far From Home. And I, I want to see Ma. Ma, and I want to see Midsommar. I do, too. That's going to be awesome. So, uh, there there weren't a lot that actually, there were not a lot of movies that jumped out. No. Me. There and are a lot of, I mean, this is no different. We, we expect this now. There are a lot of sequels and remakes, but it felt like everything was almost. There's mm -hmm. a few originals in there for sure, but man, like whole whole like months are sequels and remakes at times. Yeah, I mean, last summer was a really good summer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think last the whole last year was great, but yeah, yeah the yeah. summer was great. I feel like the summer's lacking action. Like there's no Mission Impossible yeah. or more, or we do have that Hobbs and Shaw, but like yeah. there's usually three tent polish action films, and it feels like we're veering more. And I guess, and I guess John Wick three fits that bill too. I suppose so, yeah. Uh, but um, are those movies still cheap to make? John Wick, yeah, they've gotten more expensive. But they, I, I mean, they, that article that we all read it talks about how they like what they 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 could only 
do the shot, the one, the long shots, because they only had one camera. Well, yeah. and the stuntman in the first John Wick, I love that story. Like the first guy you see John Wick kill is the same as the last guy you see him kill because he gets up when the camera turns and runs around to get in a position and beat the guy in the neck. It's all the same shot. That's fascinating. But they've had they haven't had that small a budget since the second one yeah, started rolling. Yeah, yeah, they don't have yeah. to do that anymore. There yeah. are a few. Uh, there's a few originals in here that I want to watch, but I'm not sure I'll go to the theater to watch. Like Booksmart and mm. Brightburn, uh, I may I may want to watch Ma in theaters. Um, uh, Late Night was another one that we brought up, um, and then after that, I mean maybe yesterday, yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah, that's a definite. So there me. there are a few sprinkled in. It's just hard to it's hard to tell because of all the noise sometimes. Yeah. Okay, well, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, go to Syncast uh, presented by CinemaSins on Facebook and tell us what you're excited about this summer. What are you going to watch this summer? <laughs> What's your story? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about your dad. Do you? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your dad. Do you think he's an overcomer? <laughs> hey, by the Obviously way. Obviously, he's not, or you wouldn't be here. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> nice. Uh, we've got something very cool coming at you guys. Soon. Yeah. You want a preview? So next month, a few days from from when you uh, listen to when this posts, it's going to be Mental Health Awareness Month. Ooh. We're working, we're partnering with Mental Health America again. Uh, we're going to be selling T-shirts in our Teespring store. It is Teespring, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that all of the proceeds will go to Mental Health America. It's a very cool thing that you guys were even doing before I uh, was involved with you guys. Um, and it's going to be super fun. You're going to see a video on our, uh, our, our channel. You're going to see, we're going to be talking about this very often throughout the month of May and it's going to be awesome. Also, we are going to do a podcast that is focused on the show Barry, Barry, Mm -hmm. uh, the HBO show starring Bill Hader and, uh, Steven Root and, uh, Henry Winkler. I have become obsessed with this show uh chris is very well versed in the show our buddy mike hester is very familiar with this show and we are going to kick off the first two episodes coming at you soon and more to come later on i am so excited about this podcast mm-hmm. because i fucking love this show so in addition to sincast presented by cinema sins on facebook you can also go to soundcloud you can go to reddit you can go to cinema sins twitter we have a uh, discord for uh that's uh, split between our patreon members and uh, general audience uh you can also go to patreon as well there are a lot of places to come and talk about this very episode mm-hmm. anyway that'll do it for this week's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasends.com. I almost tweeted out before the game... Time to find out if I'm disappointed in my team season or if I have to wait two days to be disappointed in my <laughs> yeah. team season. Right. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, that's exactly what... It has to be. That's exactly what I was sitting there imagining. It has to be. A dude jerking off to our videos. <laughs>
I did love how Twitter blew up when Arya had her sex scene. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, is there anything? Is she supposed to be like eighteen in the show? She's supposed to be right? eighteen in the show, but she's twenty-two in real life. And I thought the, she was like fairly. I mean, of age. Yeah, right? yeah, she's of age. No, the, it's the deal where like everybody looked at her as the their daughter. You've identified with her as a child, yes, because yeah, you watched. But the, she's obviously like just fully grown into an adult by the time it's you know she's killed people, right? Yeah, but I mean, she's killed people when she was um, you know what we consider a minor as well. She, okay. she killed then too. What's but, funny is that when the actress got that script, she thought it was a joke. Like the the showrunners have historically once or twice a season sent an actor a fake script as a gag as a prank with like some outlandish scene and she thought that was hers and she said ha ha you got me and they were like oh no we're not doing that this season that's real oh wow and then she was like i better go to the gym yeah you better go to the gym. <laughs> i thought it was an awesome scene no it was a great scene and uh she, she was in charge too man yeah i think that was the point but, i think yeah. people are focusing on the wrong thing like i've seen some criticism both because we think of her as our daughter but also I've seen some people suggesting that belittled the character to make her right before I die urge sexual. And I've seen the counter of that saying she's never been a traditional quote unquote feminine type character, but she's still allowed to want sex. Yeah, like, yeah. She's still, but I thought the point of the whole thing, sex or not, was her the whole episode, every scene she has with him. She's in charge. Because yeah. at the end of that first scene, she's like, my weapon. And he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm on it. I'm yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And of course, there's, uh, you know, there's also the the other hidden part of it. Like, you know, you could be so shocked or so, like, glad that she did all this type of stuff that you can forget that there could be a royal baby uh, brewing. There could be a few royal babies brewing, mm -hmm. and we should stop talking Game of Thrones. <laughs> the the Is there one person out there that didn't do it? <laughs> Wrong, <laughs> oh, I feel guilty already. I uh, know.